we'll just do. All right, you want to do a show? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a show. Yeah. So reluctant today. No, was is that it because reluctant? we're jamming a bunch in before you take your your vacation, dude? Honestly, and because I lost my voice for a week and a half. Well, I, I was I was you know I, I was bummed you lost your voice only because sure I wanted you to do that Crawford show. I would have, but also uh, I wanted to do a show, a podcast. Can I ask a morbid question? Was that the first show since Brody was there? That was the first show at Crawford since Brody was there. Yeah, I did. Was not, it acknowledged? Or no? I did not acknowledge it. I have there is. The owner and I don't see eye to eye on stuff like that, so there's. Oh, he didn't want you to say anything. No, not not like that, not like that. Just well, he like had nothing to do with it. No, 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 no. I understand that, but he's he comes from a family where he's had suicides oh, in it, the family, it. and he is not very sympathetic to people who uh, do something like that. So it's like, oh, well, I'm when I was still sort of like kind of in mourning and, and upset about it, I he was like the last person I needed to be talking to. Fair enough, fair enough. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. But the show was great. Uh, everyone was really funny. There was barely anyone there, but everyone that was there paid attention. Wasn't comic. Oh, wait, no, paid attention, which is crazy because I know at least two comics acknowledge it like, I thought this was going to be a train wreck. Just sitting there like looking around like, uh, why are we doing a show here? Which is something I've asked myself. A million times. There are a lot of those. We talked about this before. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to be redundant when I tell this story, but I told you a story about the time where drove all the way down to San Diego for a show, and it was just me and Tig, and there was no audience. And well, finally, see and, Tig one on one. Yeah, cool. but that's, so Tig, so Tig goes. You know what? You want to just? How about I do five to seven for you, and you do five to seven for me? And I was like, first I was like, ah, she's like, come on, let's just do it, and so we did. And it was fine. It was just like it was it, then, because then it's just like once someone kind of puts you at ease and goes, "Who gives a shit, dude?" Yeah, she we're was here. Well, she's not gonna like. What are we gonna do? It's it's you know you can't turn back the clock. You can't change what happened. So just let's right. just, I let's appreciate, just fuck around with it. Like and 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 with someone of her caliber, even back in the day, uh, she was funny. Do you know what I mean? Like she was fun to watch. She's fun to talk to. So it's like. I can see, and then she's only suggesting five to seven. So yeah, that, she wasn't saying let's it, do thirty minutes for so, each. So <laughs> right, I had a guy book. I t- I think I've told this before, but like I drove all the way from Santa Monica. This guy calls me. Do you want to headline Amagi's tonight? Amagis. I'm like, yeah, I want to headline Amagi's. I haven't headlined anything. I'm a year into comedy. I haul ass from That's Santa Monica. Asked. I get to this show at seven thirty. I walk in. There's a waitress leaning against the wall, miserable. Nobody else in there, and then the guy who called me. I go. I go, I thought this show started at uh, 7. And he was like, yeah, I don't know what happened, man. I was out on Melrose handing out flyers all day. I go, well, that's what happened. You were out on Melrose handing out flyers all day, dude. You that's been, what happened? That's not going to get – what people are going to look at you and go, I'm not coming to your thing. Like, get out of here. So he then I was like, well, now I'm just right down the street from where I live. I'm off work about an hour early. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's all right. And he's like, well, if you want – you you can do 30 minutes for me and I'll do 30 minutes for you and we'll critique each other's set. And I go, or you could do 30 minutes and I could go home. I'll see you later, man. Yeah. I'm not doing that. You could like, do that 30 minutes in front of a mirror and get the same critique. And have the waitress throw rotten vegetables at you. So, I mean, it goes both ways. Like I'm not saying that like you should always... Sometimes you can't make the best of the situation. I, I know that as the years went by, some guy invited me to a show and I remember pulling up I'm I'm pretty good about pulling up in front of places, checking it out, checking it out, see what's up in there. Because there are certain places I'm just over it. I'm done. I'm not doing these types of places anymore. And I remember I saw him in there, 
and all the TVs were on. People were playing pool, and he was trying to do a show to a lot of backs. <laughs> and I was like, "No, I mean, wh-? and I, what did you? I what was your excuse? You just drove away? I just drove away and never talked to the guy again. Because <laughs> I thought to myself, he's never going to book a good room. You didn't. I don't need to know him. You weren't even like, I, I can't. I got a flat tire. Nope. I mean, you have kids. That's a great excuse. No, hey, let me tell. I got. You need to understand the second level. So you don't think I'm a douchebag. I've gotten to the point in my life, especially being married, having kids, and getting older, I'm not looking for extra friends anymore. Like I'm actually so you kind have, of deciding you can which burn ones some are bridges. Worth, not even burn bridges, but it's like which ones are worth nurturing and what are the other ones? It's time to it's time to cut back the call list. You know what I mean? I hate to say it, but the like, call list, the piece of paper that has everyone's number on it that used to carry around when you were lot. younger. Yeah, yeah, I have it. Especially I haven't run shows since two thousand. Every once in a while, I pull those puppies out and Woo! I just start laughing at all the lists of phone numbers because I used to be the phone number guy. Yeah. For the first five years I was out here, because of all those shows that I ran, everyone would call me and go, do you have so-and-so's number? I'd be like, yes, I do. Yeah. Yep, just pull here it out. It is. My little, my, little, uh, my little Rolodex. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. I uh, I just caught a glimpse of myself in your bathroom mirror there. Yeah, and, uh, congrats, oof, I guess. Loving right. my hair. Oh. It's so weird. You, we were talking about it before. It was you, so good. I've never seen your hair cut so short. Yeah. But you left a little bit up front, kind of Shemp style. Is that what Yeah, that is kind of what it looks like, right? I don't know. The lady well, you, who do, cut do, it. Do you practice getting slapped in the back of the head so your I, hair falls forward? Is I, that what you. Dude, there's a really, there's Ooh. a great Laurel and Hardy sk- like bit in one of their show movies where like a football hits this dude in the head and his hair is combed super neat and it just. Isn't it funny forward. back then like, they used to do a lot of hair gags? Do you well, know why? Well, it was like this guy's skill. Like he was like he does, he like did that in multiple movies, I think. But do you know why? Uh, hair's hilarious. People wore toupees. No, it was because if you if you think back then, I used to talk to my dad about this too. They all put that like that thick Ooh, grill, grill cream stuff grill in cream, it. Grill cream. Yeah. And so what it was is everybody had really thick hair, and they didn't cut it super short. They had a lot on top, and then they caked some crap on it. So they one guy probably realized when he shook his head forward that it went, got a laugh like a kid, like a three-year-old, that once you laugh, you're like, oh boy, here it comes. It's never going to end now. now And so for a decade, it was all real cream hair comedy. So anytime anybody got a hit, it was hair comedy. I wanted to go shorter on That's my theory, and um, there's no truth to that whatsoever, but it sounded good when I said it right. You say anything with conviction. Dude, pretend like, you're, pretend like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's what everyone else is doing. Did you just poke yourself in the eye with your glasses? I did. Yeah, it's like, I'm still learning. Oh, how to use them. I can't see. Um, my point was, I was going to go shorter, but she was, the girl was like, no, I don't recommend that. Because I think, because I, I'm like receding and I got real thin baby hair and like, I don't know. I don't have it's like It's tricky. A thick... I can only do so many things with my hair. And the funny thing is, like, why do I even get. Haircuts because the minute I walk out of my guest baseball hat will go good with this new haircut. Yep. And I literally, and I'm not even going bald. I'm, I'm trying, not even close to going bald. Oh, I just I don't care. I'm very close. I've given up. Uh, I'm trying to get my dad's hair though. Oh. Do you, I, don't, I don't love my dad to death, but I used to, I saw pictures of my dad when he was young and he had this great Italian curly hair, right? And then as he got older, I would notice, and, and I, a lot of older uh, women, women do it differently. We'll ask our guests about that, about how women treat their hair as they as they get older, like moms <laughs> and stuff like that. Like what when you wa- watching the evolution of mom hair, you know, what, yeah. I mean? like, what did your mom do with your hair, right? Like a lot of I've noticed, like my mom just gets shorter and shorter because they're just like easy to I'm, manage. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, what do I need? But to my do? dad went from like he literally just took a brush and just just brushed it back. He's like, this is good. And like he didn't care about the curls, he didn't Dude, care about. Yeah, he just got to walk in, and the, all the, his guys from his yeah. era are like do the same no, thing. No, I'm just saying you get to a certain point where like what I used to do is I would brush it back and then I would fluff it out because I still had curls. 
Now I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? And I just brush it back, and then I move on with my life. That's, um, that's when I, now, and I looked in the mirror the other day. I was like, oh my god, I'm doing what my dad did. Watch what my dad used to do. I am now doing it. I, dude, I literally just walk into where my over my wife is getting ready and go, hey, what do you what? And she does some stuff, and she's like, yeah, that's good. And then I just walk. Does out. some stuff separate of you? <laughs> and she leaves and does some stuff. And then I'm like, well, what about my hair? <laughs> no, I. I Your just, silence speaks volumes, honey. Yeah, I just I, I just make sure that she's okay with how I look when I go out, and then I <laughs> don't care. Does that even matter anymore? I mean, for her, she doesn't want to be seen with a complete idiot. Oh, if you're together. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she literally doesn't care. When I'm like, hey, what about this? She's like, I don't care. I'm not going with you. Like, have you ever been with care. somebody where they may have like a, this is going to sound horrible, but you make a decision, like if somebody's got something stuck in their teeth or a piece of lint hanging off their cheek and you don't say anything about it and then you feel guilty like later, like, do I not care about enough about you that I didn't just say flat out like, you need to get that thing off your face. Oh, you got it. And well, you just don't. You just like literally say nothing. And they spend an hour, two hours with that something on their face, and you're like, God. But now if I say something after two hours, they're going to think, why didn't you tell me two hours ago this was on my face? So then you just let it go? I and then know. does that mean that you For... think that that doesn't matter? Like, it doesn't matter what they look like? Like, is it, like what goes through your head to not tell someone? Like, yeah, you don't, it doesn't matter. I anymore. tell people all the time because I would want to know, and um, most people are very thankful. Like, if I'm like, hey, man, you have a booger. Like I do it to my oh, wife. That, see that it. one I can't. Say. Oh, I'll let people know, dude. Because if they're talking to me, that's one thing. Look at me. I look like I've seen my fair share of boogers, right? Like, but if you're, but if you're, that's talk- a face that's seen a lot of boogers. But if like the next person you're going to talk to at this soiree or gala or wherever we are is like the president of the company, you don't want to go out there like dig dig. So you know what? You bring up a good point. So if I'm ever in a situation where I'm at, at a gala, gala and a president me. of the company, which is zero times in my basement, well, you that, never know. Well, I do know. <laughs> you never say never. Here's the only one that I don't understand why I would have to tell someone if they got a booger in their nose. If it's a flapper, like every time they breathe, the thing is like literally like an open and closed door. And I'm like, how do you not feel that? Well, then you. How are you not feeling that? Like, how do you not know that that's there? They've had a stroke on one side of their face, and they have <laughs> a, no idea. A nose stroke. Otherwise, you would f- that. You can't fucking not feel that shit. All right. Anyway. Um, should we? Should we <laughs> yeah, I think she wants Speaking in on this. Speaking of I think boogers, she totally wants in on should this. Should we bring in our guest? Yep. She wants in, dude. Um, very, uh, very happy today to have uh, actor, writer, comedian, sketch artist. Where are you sketch going? Where are you going? Come back. She's leaving. She's sketcher. leaving. Hold the door. Uh, <laughs> you did a bad job of introing. She said, if you didn't get it right, she's out of here. Karen Foreman, everybody. Hello, Karen. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. It's nice to meet you. They- <laughs> and nice to see you again. <laughs> nice to see you. What are you going to do about the... F- okay, so have you ever been in a situation where you, you had to make a decision on acknowledging something wrong with someone's face or nose or, or teeth? And yes. have you done anything about uh, it? Well, I really appreciate it when people... Uh, like I feel like any time I eat salad, I will get green in my teeth. You can't it help it. Does, you right? can't help it. I know, but I feel like my teeth are worse for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. But so I really appreciate it when someone tells me because I hate it when I look in the mirror and I see something and I'm like, oh, my God, how How long long has has it been been there? Exactly. Um, But I know what you're talking about, too, because there are those like awkward moments where too much time has passed. And then you're like, oh, I just missed the window. I can't. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, you got something in your teeth. Cool. How long has it been there? Literally for the last hour and a half. (laughs) I don't know why I was just waiting until now to say anything. Like, thanks. Would would you agree? I saw the look on your face. I was talking about the flappy booger in the nose thing where, like, you're like, you can't can't tell them either. They enjoy the. the, 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 (laughs) It's part of it. It's like massaging the inside of their nose. Like, what? You don't do this? 
Well, I mean, would, yeah. would, would you say to somebody, listen, you got this open and closed door booger thing going on? And thing, like, <laughs> would, how do you even bring that up? specific. I would just be. I yeah, that one I would I would probably skip. But have you ever had something where somebody's got would like you? a lint thing on their face or anything like that? Yeah. Then that's that I would say something. Okay. But the flappy booger, would you try to walk away? Like, oh, you know oh. what? I have to, I got to go. Wow, get... that flappy booger. That would be, it would <laughs> depend on how good of a friend it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it was a good friend, I would You're say. You're like, hey, but... guy, what are you doing there? Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys a story of why I've decided, like, there actually is a story behind why I don't acknowledge anymore. Uh-oh. Oh. So, do you know this story? I feel like it's like asking a woman how when they're due, for, no, and they're like, no, I'm not pregnant! You're no, like, no, you have a booger, like, that's my nightmare. face! <laughs> no, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> this is your, your it's this is a jaw dropper. This is a jaw dropper. Right. So this is back when I used to work in locations and I was just getting to know this woman, super sweet. You know, I'll even say her name. Maybe we'll have her on the show someday because she to this we still laugh about it to this day. Her oh well that's good. good. Her name is Chris Beal. She's awesome. And we were talking and the sun was glowing just at the right time. And it was a I thought she had a hair that had flown onto her face, oh, under God. her cheek. And while we were talking, I just leaned over and thought I was going to do her a favor and just swipe, get the piece of hair off her face. And as oh I was God. pulling it, it was still on her face. Oh, God. And she's looking at me like, what are you? What are you, <laughs> what are you oh doing? Oh, my right? God. What was it? And I'm holding it and her cheek is coming out. And she's like, what are you doing? Oh, what are you, no. What are you doing right now? And I'm like, I. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But did she not know it was there? So she just, okay. what do you, and I go, I was, I just thought it was a piece of, and she's like, that's my love hair. And I was like, boop, and just like, let go. I'm like, what? Her love hair? What? So she goes, that, I leave that there because my husband likes that thing. And like, she, it was like a really funny conversation. And she handled it so well because I was just, <laughs> that mo but I'll never forget the eye contact while I'm staring at her. <laughs> Literally like a dog leash to her cheek, she's like just like, pulling why it. Are you doing oh this? And she's just like, What are you doing right now? And I'm like, I have gone past invading personal space and everything at the like I've broken oh. every social norm oh my God. over an OCD That's issue. So terrible. Right? But the oh. beauty of it is we've known each other for over a decade. Well, that she's got a sense of humor. And is I've the made of I, it. she had me at some event where I'm I'm I literally told that whole story in front of all of her closest friends, and everybody was dying laughing. She's like, he did that. Yeah. Yes, he did. Because I, mean, I, I said to her, so I go, funny. I cannot believe I am here right now. I go, a lot of you probably don't know why you're still friends with people, but like for me, I, I really don't know why do she's still friends with me. I have any idea after what I did to her why she would ever talk to me again. But yeah, so, so oh now, even though we laughed it off, I will never, ever, ever engage in anything that will help I don't blame out. you. That's that's a <laughs> scarring experience. That's that's traumatic. What are you but, doing? but the worst I think is like how do you handle if someone has either really bad breath or really bad body odor? You step back. Yeah. Okay, Cuz that, that is a hard one. That is a hard one because and I you know, I don't, I'm not trying to pinpoint comics or anything as you know people who smell bad or there are, but like, there's a couple I know. We I'm sure we all know I've and, had, no, and no there's one mm, very well known person. Well, that none of us will talk about it off air. Yeah, yeah. Really I mean, of, not, I, I know that everybody knows and nobody says anything, which is so weird because it's been going on for two decades. Oh, but, wow. But like the, just the bad breath and like. Bad breath though. That's uh, a tough one. Well, look, there, there's like, hey man, I just had chili. Okay. And then, hey man, I eat socks. Like, like or I have halitosis. Like, yeah. I have a problem. Okay, that's yeah. different. 
do, but like, but uh, yes. how do you say something? You I don't. Still See, that's find a medical I, problem. You're not, like, that I, person I, has to know, right? Yeah, but don't. But I would want to know. Like the other night, I was in an improv class, and we. Oh God. Every single time we have class, we like have this like mints passing around. You know the class, right? Mints. Oh. Mints all the time. Yeah. No, so. Mints me. No, mince but, but <laughs> just because. Mints. Just, just because I don't know. Scene. We're all yeah. conscious of just I don't know. Yeah. And so I got offered some mints, and the guy was like, "They're small, so you, you might want to take two of them, or you could take two of them, or something like that." And I was like, "Okay." And then literally. Three hours later, I'm getting ready for bed, and I asked my friend, because I was staying at her place, I'm like, do I have bad breath? And she's like, what? I'm like, I just made up this whole story in my mind that he offered me an extra mint because I have, like, really, I have a serious problem, and here I've been at this place for, like, three or four years, and no one has been telling me. Like, I had this whole story. She's like, Karen, I would absolutely tell you. She's one of my best friends. Well, I was like, oh, thank God. But I really was, like, having major anxiety about it. Well, because you don't want to be the smelly one. No, I really no. don't. Well, also, my dad in recent years, I feel like, has developed halitosis. Oh. And we're always like, Dad, please have a mint. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know. But then I was like, wait, what if that's happening to me? I don't know. I just had a really paranoid. I see, that's legit. I mean, you're just, you're, 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 everybody thinks back. And when anybody ever offers you anything that's a breath freshener, your, your immediate reject, reaction is, yes. Son of a bitch. Must I thought for it. sure. I, I wasn't the stank, but now I think maybe I'm the stank, and they mm-hmm. just don't want to tell me, especially because of you. You're like, oh, he doubled down on me. Yeah, exactly. He made a double down. Yes. He's like, hey, can we go over to this they hose were real small quick? Mints. That's legit. Yeah, but still. I mean, are they the tiny Altoids. Yeah. I will take I will take 50. ten Altoids at a time right. and put them in ten? my mouth. Um, my freaks my wife out, That's but a like lot. I, she's yeah. also that's like a set of teeth. But she also <laughs> said, "Yeah, you shouldn't put that much of any kind of candy into your mouth at once." But I'm like, "No, Altoids." Like, I'll, and then I'll like hold them in my lip like a dip. You know what I mean? Like, I will like really like Ow. suck that. It sounds like, to me like you're replacing a drug habit and I a know. dipping <laughs> habit. And then I just quit smoking. And then I just quit heroin. And then I just quit. <laughs> no, but like the other day, my wife did say something that I was kind of un provoked and i was like oh okay she was like you know you don't smell like you don't smell bad you never you never have like really bad breath you don't have like and i'm like oh because i'm very conscious of like do my armpit like when i go to the gym and i smell people at the gym i'm like come on man what are you doing (laughs) it's always a guy it's always some horrible man just like Mm -hmm. no no sleeves just a tank top and you're like just wafting it out there huh meanwhile i got like three layers on trying to like Hold all my sweat into my body until I get home. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's not eh. healthy either. But well, <laughs> <laughs> I learned, I just layer up. I layer Fair up when enough. I go to the gym. Yeah, Keen. I remember Patrick Keen, one of my favorite. I love to quote everything he ever says. And I just remember one time we were all out one night, and all of us knew that there was somebody within the group that had stinky armpits. And, he, and the next day, I'll never forget what he said. He goes, "Have you ever?" And this, it wasn't. It, he wasn't telling a joke. He just said it to me. He goes, I, "You know, last night." He goes, "Um." I I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint who it was that smelled so bad, so I just assumed it could have just been any of us and me. So I went home and showered, assuming <laughs> that that's how bad somebody else smelled. That I showered. It might out be of, me. I showered out of guilt. He goes, but it wasn't me. But he goes, somebody else smelled so bad that I felt the need to shower for them. Well, also wow. if you have to be around that person for a long time, you will shower. It eventually gets yes. on you. Yeah. Yeah. The fumes of it, it feels the like fumes. the stink. It's like cigarette smoke in a yeah, bar. Yes. It eventually like gets it on. Got you. on you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to like. And that's so funny, like how now, like I've been recently, I was down uh, in the south and they can still smoke in bars down there. And oh. Just after being in one bar where people were smoking, I was like, 
dude, I want to burn these clothes. Oh my like, god, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm I just an old man days. about it, but as yeah. a woman, do you find sleeveless men wearing sleeveless shirts with hairy armpits? Is that like? I would just find that to be a little bit uh, gross. I think I'm pretty unfazed by it. I guess maybe it would depend on the person. And the amount of hair out of their yeah, armpits. Yeah, if it's some guy with like toned shoulders and like, you know, beefy arms or whatever. Yeah, but they usually shave their pits then. Or or, or they have I don't like a see normal shaved amount. Pits on a guy. Okay. <clears throat> you don't want to see shaved pits on a guy? No, I think that would uh, be weird. I know I know a couple guys who shave almost all of their body hair. Yeah, that's odd to me. I don't get it. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't know. I don't it just ha- looks unnatural, I guess. So, I mean, to each his own, of course. Who's got time for that? Yeah, also, the time. My, my God, your my whole God. body? That's I won't even shave my face. And then if you're going to get bristly. Like, even yeah. just shaving your legs is like, oh, you'll be all. Crap. You'll just be all like once. In one like day. Nub, you know. Like a bristle nub. So, 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 <laughs> it, so it's, yeah, that, that's the thing about it. It's like, it doesn't, if once you go down that path, it's like constant maintenance for a man. I'm just yes. saying, like, you know, if you... I shaved my chest once because I'm a very hairy person, so I, I hate it, and uh, and it's not good chest hair. Like you ever see like guys like the you know like the the, the shirtless model guys are always like that's like, that's like a perfect amount of V-shaped amazing chest hair. That's not what I did. Got. You have seventies porn like curly no. chest hair. Yes, I got curly <laughs> chest hair. I got I got like really gross. Sick. I got Scotch Irish Italian curly. Nasty, are, those are all gross. the worst yes. of hair in the like yes. Scotch Irish. Yeah, mean, Italian people have of good hair. I've got Braveheart chest hair. It's like it Ugh. sucks. It's wow. not. It's not good stuff. It's not at all. You gotta wax that bad. You could get it lasered if Ooh. you really didn't want it. I'm married with kids, so it's fine now. Okay. But you know, I mean, if I if I was that still if I was still looking to possibly you know do push ups and sit ups and impress somebody, then I'd probably have to do something about it. But, mm. The only reason why every once in a while I do it now is because it gets so puffy that when I put a shirt on, it you can see the puffiness under the shirt. And I'm like, oh, seriously, good lord, he can't wear, he can't be miked on a on a show. I can't. <laughs> a sound guy once said, he goes, dude, we got to find another place for you. You got the weird's weirdest, uh, the world's weirdest chest hair. Oh my god. He's like, it just sound keep... guys have seen everything. He's too, like, it's so. eat, your your hair is eating this thing up, dude. We can't. We got to find somewhere else. Wow. It's like they got to shave my chest like an EKG just to get my. Uh, Good sound on me. I mean, that's why I never made it in the business. <laughs> that's that's why you, you were unmikeable. That's why you never made it in the business. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, well, I was born in Boston, Ooh. but I mostly grew up in Dallas, Texas. Okay, so which one do you brag about more? Because those are both places where people can't stop talking about where, where they're, they're from. from. <laughs> oh, I don't really. I don't think I brag about either of them. Interesting. And you don't sound like you're from either of those places. I know. I did have a very strong accent when I was growing up. I didn't, I never thought that I. Which place? Oh, in uh, Texas. Okay. Uh, I never thought that I had an accent because um, there was this one girl in my high school who was my best friend who was from Denton, which is a small town outside of Dallas. And we all made fun of her because her accent was so bad. But then I was watching a couple years ago, I watched a videotape of me. Um, I wasn't even actually on the camera. I was behind the camera, and my dad was filming my little sister, Sarah, um, when she was first learning to ride her bike. And so we were behind the camera talking, and I was trying to convince my dad to let me um, drive by myself, even though I just had a permit. I didn't have my license yet. And um, my best friend at the time, her name was Paige. She's the one from Denton. And so this is what I sounded like exactly. But dad, Paige's dad lets her drive to the Burger King all the time. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. Even you I didn't remember you sounded like that? No. And I was like, 15, I never had an accent. Yeah, 15, 15 years old, yeah. 
I did not think I had one. And then I heard that and I'm like, oh, I really did. Really and a little mini Natalie Wood there. <laughs> and then when I, sometimes now when I go back for like a long weekend, it'll come back. Yeah, that that but, but that that everybody to be gets expected. their dialects yeah, back Brian when they goes go to back. Milwaukee, yeah. Yeah. It's just like you, you get that. It's weird how that works. But my parents never had act. They have not ever had a Texas accent because they both grew up in the Boston area. Do they do have they, Boston? Do they have that? Not really. Wow. No, maybe so my that's dad not everybody a little bit. Then. But is it based on certain areas that you live? Like if you're in the metropolitan area, you probably don't get it as bad, right? Because that's a, a melting pot, if you will. People come from yeah, all over the place, exactly. right? But is it if is it when you get further out in the suburb where people are kind of like that's where they live their lives? Do you get more of that dialect? You know, I don't know about for Boston. Um, that's a very good question. I think it kind of depends because, like, my sister, one of my sisters lives in Boston now, but she still doesn't have the accent. Her. She didn't pick it up. Maybe it depends. I know some people pick up accents really easily. Yeah, like Madonna being British all of a sudden. Exactly. Or, <laughs> yeah, but but people <laughs> that do, might have been more intentional. But people but. will like ab- absorb that. Like, and my <clears throat> some people will do it. My brother was, used to be rude about it without really understanding. Like when he would meet a British person, and they would say like, "Oh, cheese," or whatever. Mm-hmm. He would like, "Oh, cheese," yeah. And he would like oh, do <laughs> like a terrible, <laughs> blown out. Oh, impression I'm sure they of love their, that. That's what I, I finally pull him aside. I go, "Hey, man." Nobody likes that shit. He, I'm like, if you like, if, if you're, I'm from Illinois. Like, my my wife makes fun of my like how I say Chicago or how I say whatever. She's like, you sound weird when you say it. <laughs> but like, my brother was just like, he would he would just drive it home on these people, and they were like, okay, <laughs> like it was just a huge <laughs> turnoff. And I was like, yeah, man, you can't. Oh no, you don't want people mocking you when you talk. You just have a conversation with them and don't try to adopt their accent. It's weird. That He's is like, really oh. funny. But he wasn't like he didn't wasn't trying to be mean or anything. He's just like he's also a guy who watches a movie and he if he hears a line he likes he repeats it a, th- a thousand a million. Cool, can't wait to have him on the show. <laughs> Sounds like times. Uh, really he was already it. on the show. Really, yeah, I know. You were doing a great job of really upselling your brother. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to get him to divorce his wife and marry Karen. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, so are you guys both from the Midwest? Yeah, I'm from well, as John calls it Milwaukee. I'm sorry. That's, no, no, that's how you can tell when somebody's from the Midwest. If you're not from there and uh-huh. you go, oh, it's Milwaukee. But if you live in the Midwest, it's when I do the same thing, you say Milwaukee. It sounds like you're saying Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all Mil- do that. Milwaukee. But it's Milwaukee. Um, yeah, it's I'm Milwaukee. From, uh, he's basically from the burbs of. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. I grew up in the suburbs of Illinois and in suburbs of Wisconsin. Okay. And I'm all suburbs of Illinois, college in northern Wisconsin. So we both kind of Like overlapped. really Midwestern. Yeah, we're very Midwestern. Very Midwestern. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, my voice changed only because I, I was in three, two, one. I was in radio for oh. a long time, so oh. I and you, do they I learned to talk very... No, but you just... You start to. You don't... If your goal is to be in that business, and at the time it was, you try to be as generic sounding as possible so that you can translate into any It's like the news, right? Like when yeah, you watch news sense. in Texas, they're not like, hey, y'all, we're here down at the old. They're like... Well, they, they train... Well, news is different. <coughs> they train a very specific dialect. You have to emphasize very specific words, actual, a, a specific way you talk. Oh. When you when you train for news. They like want the radio, it's just... It's not the same thing. It's just... Uh. it's. I think it's a personal choice on radio because radio at the time, you still they still wanted personality. You didn't want to completely be devoid of... Right. You didn't want to sound like everybody else, I guess. Right. Now you probably would because then you could just get a gig. But uh, when did you live in, um, What from what ages to ages were you an East Coaster? And then. In Boston, I was there until I was about, uh, I think like three or four. Okay, oh, so you, you don't did. really have, so that was not, so you no. don't. So you lived there, but that's not how you would identify. Would you identify yourself as a Texas girl? 
I guess so, but I don't know. I don't feel like. What was your when you were fifteen in that area? What were you? Were you did you enjoy it? Did you? No, I hated it. Really? I hated Dallas. Okay. Yeah, I like it more now when I go back. That's because um, you're only visiting. Yeah, because I'm visiting. Why and, did you hate it? Just out of curiosity. Um, what was it about it? I just remember my best friend Paige and I just we really hated. <laughs> we hate, we couldn't wait till high school was over and we could go to college and get out in the real world. There's just not much to do, and I think we both had. Uh, really strict parents, so <laughs> we just, I don't know, I think we felt oppressed, yeah, which okay. is, you know, kind of silly, but, 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 well, no, but, you're very, it, but at the time, it's very teenager-y yeah. Yeah. to feel that way. So did you go to college in Dallas to get away? Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here, and we're going to go right down <laughs> the street to this away. school. SMU, no. I went to um, University of Colorado at Boulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really great. It was yeah, so beautiful Boulder's there. sweet. And that's a yeah. change. Yes, I was so happy. I wanted to go either to a place with mountains or a beach. Yeah, you so. went. To, you went to school with the Trustafarians. Yeah. Did you, did yeah. You, are you familiar with that phrase? That's I where I have learned heard it. that phrase. I learned it when I used to tour manage bands. That's what I I learned in Boulder. It was rich kids that dressed like they were poor, and they <gasps> they called them Trustafarians oh. because they well, were yeah, they like, would have dreads and they would look like they just came off dead lot tour. Of hippies. And, yeah. But then, but then they're like, I'm like, hey man, how do you? Make money, you know. I assumed <laughs> everyone was just selling weed because I, no, I rolled money off their once. parents. But it was yeah, literally like everyone else is like, "Hey man, we're gonna go do this." I'm like, "That looks expensive." They're like, "Who cares?" I'm like, "Well, I do. I don't have any money." And <laughs> oh my god! That's but so they funny. were it was never a problem. And then one guy was running around this room talking about how he had this big, big drug deal going on. He's like, "I'm gonna sell a hundred pounds of weed," and I was like, "Cool, you should definitely tell strangers about it, moron." <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I just I got out of there, and I was like, I was not impressed with the people I met, but I'm also mm. very hard. I, at that point in my life, I was very hard to get along with. Anyway, you know, I was just mm. like, eh. I loved the area. We we the toured, area. we we toured awesome. there a couple Beautiful. times. I I loved that was one of my favorite things when in, in during my short tenure as a tour manager, I used to love going through. Is it the third? What's the what's the the uh, freeway that goes up and down that takes you to all the cities there? It goes through every single one of them. 95? That sounds familiar. 95, 35, 45. It was one of those ones. But, but the point is, uh, that, that was my favorite thing. It's just so mm, beautiful, it too. It really It's is. really beautiful. Did you do, did, when you, what was the reason why you went there? I didn't have a specific reason. I just wanted to get out of Dallas. Honest and answer. Honest, uh, no, I'm being so really honest. No, I wanted mountains or beach. Yeah, and I went and visited change. it with my best friend, Paige, and we both ended up going there. Did you visit beach as well first before I you went, made your choice I or no? I did visit USC, but I didn't really like it okay. it was just all concrete and i don't know and no beach and i didn't see the beach <laughs> right. when i went to see it uh <laughs> and um yeah and which I is hilarious really that you would go all the I way know. there and not go to the beach well meaning like she, she couldn't see the beach <laughs> I, from I went campus. for it was one like... day like my mom and i toured yeah. the campus and no that but th th that's what but I'm, I know. I'm an east sider we never go to the beach here i know it's so ridiculous it's, it's hard right to get there, there. well we tell ourselves that it is we tell ourselves yeah. how hard it is. We call it a day trip. <laughs> yes, and you it just is a day get trip. here, and you just don't want to deal with all the crap. That's all. You yes. just don't want to deal with people, human beings, traffic, parking, parking, all that stuff. And it sucks because it's right there. And if you don't, if you go to the east side, you just don't go. So anyway, so you so you you went to Colorado. Yes. And what did you do there? I studied communications. Ah, so did um, I. Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Yeah, until that's like called communications. My, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Till more, till a little later on, but um, I ended up working a lot in doing a lot of social work stuff and working with kids um, and shelters and 
and then started getting into acting and commercials and stuff like in that. Colorado, well, uh, in Colorado, while you were no after after that, yeah, but like mid twenties. Wait a minute, no. you did, how did you go from social uh, work to all of a sudden you're acting and doing well, commercials? Well, see, to me, I I I feel like it's all about human behavior, and I'm just so fascinated by not that commercials has anything to do with that, but acting, like um, why people do the things that they do, you know. And at what at what point did you start? Digging into that while you were still in college? Uh, a little bit, but more so after that. Um, and where were you at that time after college? Did you leave Colorado right after college? I did. And to and you went? San Francisco. To San Francisco. For, oh. For four years. Why nice. San Francisco? Did you have a friend up there? Did you know people? What um, caused you to do that? I had never been to San Francisco before. Uh, and me and three of my girlfriends um, that just wanted to, like, literally just on a whim decided to move there. Isn't that the beauty of you? Yeah. You're just like, let's just do but this But also, then. like, so great. it's, to me, you're get, you're going, like, Dallas, Boulder, wow, this is great, San Francisco, holy shit, look what life can be like. Yeah, it, that San Francisco <laughs> changed me a lot in a very, good way. Was it also very expensive at that time when you got there? It wasn't terrible. It was right before I'm aging myself. But it was right before like it, it went tech super. crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was still not cheap, um, but it wasn't like it is. No, it wasn't it's having London like prices like they do now. <laughs> yeah, nothing like so that. So the San Francisco thing was just like, San Francisco looks cool, let's do that. Yeah. It literally was that. that was and did it. Paige go with you there too? No, she didn't. Really? Really? No. Is that where you guys parted ways? Yeah, I guess it kind of is. Are you you're still friends though? <laughs> I, yeah, well, I just was home a couple weeks ago and I saw her. She lives so in she Dallas. So she went back. Yeah, she's in Fort Worth now, but um, yeah. So she can say she got out of Dallas, just like you yeah, guys she always talk about. For a about. little while, yeah, she did. No, no, she's still outside Dallas. That's true. Let her yeah. know. No, let just no, let her let, let her have that. Let her have that. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You got to help her out a little bit here. Okay? So San Francisco, you two friends that you met in college. Three friends. Well, Three. actually, technically um, two. I'm now trying to remember. And then another mutual friend of theirs, uh, of one of theirs. And um, yeah, and we just drove there. And literally, I was Nowhere so stay, right? ignorant about. Yeah, I did. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, I was so ignorant about San Francisco. With my friend Leslie and I drove over the Bay Bridge, and as we're driving, I'm like, "Is this the Golden Gate Bridge?" Like, I did not know where. <laughs> Good, that know. college education paid off. Your really communications well, you didn't know degree. There's multiple bridges. Oh I didn't know there were multiple. I could communicate that I didn't know what bridge it was. So. <laughs> You've never been, you know. You you just all Thank you, you ever hear about. Thank you for that. that. All you hear about really, is the Golden Gate Bridge. Really kind of you. <laughs> We all have Very our moments. At least you didn't pull okay. a hair off someone's face. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> connected. Yeah, but even that, you had good intentions. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So, so you get to San Francisco, but I'm just curious, like in San Francisco. And, then, mm -hmm. and, and again, I'm going to claim ignorance here, but now as time has gone by, I mean, San Francisco does have an a, a art and, and a comedy scene and acting and mm -hmm. commercial production and film. Like, all that stuff does exist up there. I think sometimes we're closed-minded in our bubble, and we just assume New York, yeah. Chicago, Los Angeles. But San Francisco has its own fair share of all that stuff. And is that they how you got lot, exposed actually. to it? Yeah, yeah. On, I, I, and do you remember when it was that you were exposed to it? You're like, huh, that's interesting. So my mom actually was taking an acting class um, from this guy who did... He lived in L.A., but he would do workshops in Dallas. And so she just told me about him, and he was also teaching in San Francisco. He, like, just traveled all around teaching. And so I started taking his class. So and your, well, your mom took acting lessons? Mm -hmm. Is she an actress? Um, she's more of a singer. Oh. But she 
also really has a passion for acting, and she just really liked him a lot as a teacher. So, yeah. Well, I will tell you, John, and I'm, I'm actually learning this now, and I'm curious, you know, because you said you used to do some social work and stuff like that. What I've actually found is that when they incorporate acting with kids when they're young, it's not necessarily about turning them into actors. It actually helps them function and communicate and actually confidence just, just and confidence, all these other totally. things, these life skills that you can use outside of just doing a play. Or exactly. Uh, w- would, you, would you agree with that? Yeah. One of my um, best friends and I have been teaching improv to kids for the last few years in like after school programs and um, at a couple locations. And uh, yeah, that's the main reason that we do it is just that the value that we've gotten from taking improv you know, it's all about listening and teamwork and um, trusting your instincts and all that, that kind of stuff. And it and a lot of just social skills in general. And, but it's in the guise of these really fun games. So I think it's so great for kids. I feel like every kid should take improv class, it's especially because uh, acting. I mean, acting's fine, but I don't know. I feel like improv is really the that's life. Well, it's, yeah, it, it, that's like life social skills, saying yes, you know, going with the flow of things, not controlling stuff, like just all the things. I feel like improv changed my life in those ways. So. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good point. Uh, even um, Leslie Wolf. I don't know if you mm-hmm. you know yeah, her. She um, her. she does these fresh faces shows at the improv. And while a lot of people are taking these classes and, and then doing this showcase because they want to continue to do stand up, she always gets like some lawyers some some business you know people who want to like gain more confidence in a boardroom get what feel more yeah. comfortable talking in front of people you know like these kind of skills that we as performers are like what yeah you got to be able to talk to yeah you got to be able to get on stage yeah you got to like other people that is like a fear and so being up in front of people and you know they'll lose confidence immediately so i agree with both like start the kids out young like and if you make it fun that's the whole deal. Like these adults wouldn't be taking a, a boring nine-hour seminar about how to talk to people. It's like this stand-up class is fun. So yeah, it's just like play. Like to me, uh, improv is like an adult playground. Yeah. But most adults don't have that access to something like that because they're not in the creative field. Well, they feel like if you do that, it's your intention is to be in the creative field, and that's not yeah, always the so. intention. It doesn't have to be. The no, intention. it can help with everything else. I've been wanting to teach adults who aren't actors improv just for just because you want to meet real people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, Where you're are they? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a class. So, so all right. So you're well, up in San though. Francisco. Your mom that's is nice. taking acting, and so yeah. So this comes up in a conversation, or like, yeah. what, what All of a sudden, you go, huh? Yeah. Well, I had always done acting stuff, like in high school. I did a lot of things. So you, you know, were in drama and all that stuff. I yeah. Guess, yeah. Um, and then a little bit in college, not quite as much, but um. Yeah, I guess I kind of went back to it. What was your biggest was role in a high school play? Um, I played Alice, and you can't take it with you. Oh, okay. Um, just the comedy. Do you guys know it? You can't <laughs> take Billy it with Wilder. You. I feel like it no, was a it's no, um, it's maybe he made the movie. Oh, it's gonna drive know. me crazy. Now I might have to look. That's it up. okay. That's all it's right. a very famous play. Um, it's very silly. Very silly. That's all right. And what was your biggest play? What was your biggest role in college? Well, college, I didn't do as much acting, so I maybe took a couple classes. But oh, now, okay. looking, you just at classes, I think like huh? growing up in Texas, it never occurred to me to major in 
acting because it just nobody had that career. So yeah. I don't know. It just did not occur to me it, to ever go think of that in college. It didn't occur to I mean, I, that that's a fair depending on where you grew up and like yeah. everyone around you was like, well, no, you, know, you get a job and then I did you do this, this you right. do this, you like, do this. You don't have a friend who like shot off and started acting in high school. Mm-mm. You have a friend who like started working for his dad's company and like started working for her parents and you just like, okay, I'm yeah, so you no one ever. It goes, doesn't feel like that is a real yeah, job option yeah, or no, career there's option. There's no way to make money at it, and it turns out there's not. But <laughs> right. That's okay. No, too. but you know it's funny. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember, you know, where I grew up in Wisconsin, and, and, and you know, I mean no disrespect to any because I was one of them. It's just that we had that mentality of like, oh, you guys are in a drama club. What a waste of time. What are you doing, yeah. dude? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, what are you? Yeah, stuff. yeah. You're like just go play a sport, get your college degree, <laughs> go, go go to college, just meet somebody, get yeah. a job. Get a house, get Buy a dog, a have it like, yeah. like literally. You don't realize that you are literally just buying into some random like assembly line yeah. mission at the time, and and you th- you you were trained to look sideways at people that were like, I don't want to be in the assembly line. You were like, What's your fucking What's wrong problem? With you? What's this I know, deal? totally. It's so weird. It's I, was that was that the same way where you yeah. grew up? Like, and, and again, I mean no disrespect. I think that's. That's a, a, the majority of the people were trained to be a part of an assembly line. Just do mm. your thing, and this is what happens. It's like, why are we predicting our future? Well, that's why, or why are we trying to pigeonhole yeah. what our future should be? It's so yeah, weird I to mean, me. Yeah, so weird. Sophomore in high school, they were telling me I needed to know what college I was supposed to go to and what I wanted to be. And I was like, what are you talking? I don't even know what I'm going to have for lunch today. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> one was when will you ever hear the, the great mythical stories of well, you know, so-and-so's brother and sister, uh, they went backpacking in Europe. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean they skipped college and they backpacked all over Europe? What, are they fucking losers? <laughs> and, and they come back and they're so cultured. They're so educated because oh they God, actually, you're yes. like, uh, and you, you go, wait a minute. You learn more they, in a month <laughs> than I've learned in four years. <laughs> yes, they saw the world. They know shit. But, I and, but it was both. such. But they were considered psychos for packing up. And just leaving That's and just so seeing sad. the world, right? Yeah. Well, I did both. I went I went to Europe for a month and then I went to college. And then you were asked to get out of Europe. You were asked <laughs> to leave <laughs> Europe. Kicked kicked out of Europe. Out of Europe. Yeah, we weren't looking for this kind of guy. <laughs> we were looking for the other types. School? Wisconsin? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> this guy's puked at too many places here. He needs to go. I, I'm I'm really curious because now that I'm thinking about this, Boulder and San Francisco. Um, Very liberal in this, some respects, this right? This character that mm-hmm. I that that I see you do on stage, oh yeah, where you talk about crystals and people's auras yeah. and like, like that was the first thing I ever saw you do. I think uh, I can't even remember what show it was. It was Zach's show. Oh, Zach yeah. and Me's show. It was, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, because those shows are like they pull names from hats, and it's it's a great, it's a nice little workout stage. But yeah, Zach hosted. Okay, mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. that is because. That character, I was dying. Like it was so funny. Oh, thank um, you. But I, but now that you're saying Colorado, Boulder, San Francisco, I'm like, <laughs> is that character a combination of just randos you've met along the way, or no? That's is that LA. Taken, <laughs> that's okay, purely yeah, or is LA. Or strictly Venice taken Beach? off social media to what you see, like influencers and people like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's just an amalgamation of all of the LA stereotypes crammed into about five minutes. Yeah. Sets. Well, it's 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 wonderful. I really it makes me laugh. I think it's great. I'm really glad that you like it. Um and now I, I feel silly for thinking that like, oh yeah, you moved to these hippie places, but like I know, and I wasn't really a hippie at all. Really? But it is interesting that certain types of places appealed to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was drawn to them like 
maybe on a deeper level. Yeah, unknowingly, but yeah, yeah, they reflected something that you didn't already have, right? Definitely. Like you, it seems like you're interested. Am I? Maybe I'm making a bad assumption here, but it seems like you were all like you're like okay. I did the I Dallas. I know what this mm-hmm. is. I know what Texas is. Mm-hmm. I like this Colorado-y kind of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, I've done that. This San Francisco is it's definitely different from what I did. Like it seems like you're finding things that are different than the last thing that you did. Yeah. Like um, you're not looking for the same thing, but just yeah. a different location. Does that make sense? I think that that is an accurate because San uh, Francisco is gonna be a lot different than Boulder. Very different, and I, like I said, I'd never been there before we moved there, so I d- really didn't know what to expect, but I kind of felt like it was going to either be San Francisco or New York, but New York was really never a consideration for me because I love New York City, but I just could never imagine myself there, so. And you had, had, you'd been, you had visited it when mm-hmm. you, before you made your final decision on where you were going to go? No, I just had been there before, you know, a couple times, okay. and I just knew that, I think it was too big of a city for me. I okay. don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I had the fortitude for yeah. to survive New York. It t- it takes a lot, and it, and it, and as big as the city is, it feels like everybody's just on top of you. Yeah. A lot of the time too. So it's what did you do in San Francisco? You show up and you're like, hey everybody, I'm up. here. You guys hey. are excited, right? Everybody in San Alcatraz. Francisco. What's up, San Francisco? We, we've made it, you guys. Let's we've do this. Everyone fist bump, <laughs> and then there was a montage. You guys cleaned a house. That's right, tandem bicycles you... down by the beach. <laughs> All right, so Amazing. what did you? What did you? Um... Uh, I um, I started taking acting classes, and then I started doing um, commercials and print there, and then I um, got a job at a shelter for runaway teenagers, right outside the city, and I worked there for almost three years. How was that? I mean, you go in, obviously, you, you have to go in with a good heart, and you want to believe you're going to yeah. make change. Yeah. I'm curious. Okay. Then you get there, and? It was incredible. First of all, I had a really great boss. It was probably one of my favorite job experiences, actually, just because I had such a good boss, and I learned so much from her. Um, and then I, it really educated me. It made me a real parent hater, because you see these kids come in, and you have to do this full like assessment of them and everything, and, and then you meet their parents, and you're like, Ugh. Well, no wonder. Yeah. My God, parents are such assholes. Like yeah. they just Behind ruin their children. I gotta go. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure you're a great dad. But yeah, say, um, it, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. In case his kids find this podcast on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Someday. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that job educated me so much about um, just. Yeah, so it wasn't the kids that made it difficult for you. It was the no. It was what caused them to get yeah. to where they it were. It was just no, like really seeing um, how much of an impact their parents have on them, and really on me, on all of us. Like what creates us yeah. into the people that we become, and you know, then the problems that we have, you know, date back to this. You know, now it seems so obvious, but. Um, I don't know. It just was like a big revelation for me, I think, at the time. Well, and I think it's amazing that it, it, if you think about it, it shouldn't have been a revelation. But uh, but it makes sense that it was because in the time that we all grew up, if you watched any like ABC after school special or any movie, it was the kid was a douchebag, runaway, mm-hmm. he just didn't understand parents, like whatever. And it's like they made the kid the villain. The, the kid was the villain. The runaway yeah. was the yeah. villain. And our culture was like, if you're a runaway, you're the loser. You're the choice that you, yeah. you made all the choices. It's your fault. You're the right. And it's like, and you're saying, uh, no, there's a cause and effect here. And it's funny that 
culturally, we never really looked at it that way. No, we really didn't. And I feel like we now, now we do more. Yes. But, and that reminds me. There's been an awakening me, of some sorts, you know. Totally. It's almost the opposite now where now the kids can do no wrong. I know. Like, it's hey, got, it swung the other way. These kids are also like, still oh douchebags, but they have parents who are douchebags. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, in this um, acting troupe in high school. I forgot about this. Um, it was sponsored by Planned Parenthood, and we would... <laughs> Uh, go around Ab- to different like sketches. <laughs> no, well, no. Texas. Um, we I know in Texas we went to like schools and churches and different types of organizations all over Texas, and we would perform these open ended skits about teenage problems, and then uh, they would not have an ending. And then at the end, the audience would ask us questions as our characters about what happened to us. But the scenarios were, I, I played like the pregnant girl all year. And so, um, and so people would be like, well, what did you end up doing? And I would just, you know, I could say whatever I wanted. Um, so sometimes I would say I, I kept the baby or sometimes I've said I would, I aborted it. I mean, this is all when I was like 18. And, and you got to read the room, sister. Then, <laughs> did you read the room on those answers? You know, I don't know why it wasn't like as controversial like for some reason, or maybe it was, I don't know, but we went to a lot of like private schools and stuff and, Um, But all the problems were like peer pressure, drugs, uh, you know, pregnancy. There wasn't any skit that I can remember that was about like a parent being unkind to their child in some way or abuse or anything like that. Or just didn't give a shit they had kids. Yeah. yeah. That alone is just that that passive parenting of like, I don't even give a shit about you at all. I'm going to continue. I had kids, but I'm going to keep living my selfish life. Like just that, yeah. Over an eighteen-year period, oh yeah, can mess a kid up. Brutal. Yeah, yep. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's an interesting little uh, troop that you were a part of. There. It was so fun. Did I you, loved were, were you, it. Did you do so pillow? Did you do pillow work? Episode. Much. Um, I don't think. I think that. No, I don't think I had a a fake tummy. You didn't have. You didn't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't remember that aspect uh, of it. No, but I no loved pillow that. propping. No, no pillows. So that's interesting. So you always, so when do you think it was, I mean, obviously you're drawn to helping people out, yep. right? So did, were you doing that w- w- as early as uh, Maybe it's because I'm the oldest child. Of, I don't know. Of how many? Uh, how, yeah, how many? Uh, I have two younger sisters. Okay. How much younger? One is two years younger and the other is nine years younger. Okay. Wow. So the, 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 the I don't know. That could be part of it. The accident one? No. No, she wasn't an accident. Uh-huh. Wow. Right. First she off, wasn't. She actually off, really wasn't, but we always thought she was. And we always thought she was like the milkman's child because she doesn't look accidents. like the rest of us. We're all accidents. Yeah, we're, okay. all we're all whoopsie daisies. We're all whoopsie daisies. I definitely was an accident. I can't oh, really? imagine my parents wanted seven kids. I just can't. I was youngest of seven. I can't believe. Seven kids? Yeah, we weren't on a They're farm. Like, let's right? top so this man. We, we weren't on a farm, so child. I definitely wasn't needed. Wow. I wasn't Maybe you were for the work. Wasn't adding value to the family yeah. at all. Your dad, your dad's like, you know what? This fence isn't gonna paint itself. That's you right. Another yeah. kid, Edie, <laughs> gotta get busy. <laughs> Whenever bring that up again, that was sounded weird. All right, so uh, <laughs> we gotta get busy. <laughs> oh, God. So you had a nurturing aspect to you, so I think what you're saying is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you did that. So 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 you you translate. So you went over to the acting thing. At what point were you like, all right, I'm gonna keep doing this though? Acting, you mean? Yeah, like what, um, what made you stick to it? So after I was in San Francisco for four years, I uh, had been living with this guy, and we ended up breaking up, and I had applied to Smith to for a graduate degree in social work. Where is that? 
Smith is on the East Coast. It's oh. um, that's how much you hated this guy. All over. Huh? No, I didn't hate him, but yeah. We no, just he got you to want to move very, very far away. Well, it was either go to Smith um, or move to LA to pursue acting more. And here we are. And I know. <laughs> and I was like, God, I should have gone to Smith. I mean, I could have still moved to LA after that. But anyways, yeah. uh, but I came here, which is great, you know. Um, but what year did you come here? In the mid nineties. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been here for a long time. Mid-90s, so you moved here in the height of Friends Frenzy, mm-hmm. right? That would have been, was that when Friends was yeah. the most popular? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and anybody from the Midwest was like, no, Friends is filmed in New York. People are like, you're a fucking moron. Okay? Oh, my God, nobody Welcome to Hollywood. I don't think... like that in New York. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, look, look at Hollywood magic, man. Um, yeah. There's called stages. Well, they did. places that look like New York yeah. and Los Angeles. Like, no, there's not. And they're like, yes, there is. I read, like, <laughs> I read an article about when you talk about there's no, nobody has an apartment like that in New York, like... I read an article about like they broke down what the, the, the characters on the show do for the jobs and like what they would actually be able to afford <laughs> in New York. And it was like this even if you try to explain it away with this is Monica's grandmother's apartment and it's rent control, that's like, no, nah, this is all bullshit. Like they'd live in shoe boxes that's and they'd so have funny. nothing. Like yeah, but Rachel's you can't get three waitress. cameras in there. Monica's no, a can't. cook. Like Joey's an out of work actor. Chandler has an office job. Like these jobs don't none of them pay a ton. So it's like it's so weird when my family was out here. Uh, I did the which by the way, I think is fun to be a tourist in your own hometown. Mm-hmm. But I took my family to the Warner Brothers studio lot tour. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a huge friends revival. I had no idea that there's like a whole turnaround on that thing. Dude, that yes. show ran for eight I did or that 10 recently seasons. too. And they yeah, they have the whole setup. You can the be sets, sitting in yes. the Perk coffee shop and Get your photo taken. That's Isn't hilarious. that crazy? And yeah, they said it's it because of Netflix, too. I guess. Netflix. Oh, oh yeah. the that show's this new out. generation yes. has found it. Kind of like we, the reruns we watched growing up. Like we mm-hmm. we had our shows yeah. that clearly were not on when we were kids, but we watched yeah. them on reruns. And you know, it's part of our culture. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like That's so, so true. This Netflix has rebooted Friends and now WKRP a whole new in Cincinnati Can't is wait my for that yes. Back. <laughs> yes. That's right. That was that on one. syndication. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I love that show. Holy shit, that was great. <laughs> that was a good one. So so what <laughs> so, so you get so you come to LA mid nineties yes. and you're like, again, you pulled up and you're like, LA, you guys, I'm here. Yeah, Let's crush well, this. I mean, but what was your plan? No, there's no internet. There's no you got it. this. Everything is done with an LA Weekly and a and a Thomas Guide. I know it feels like a million years ago. And West Side Rentals. The, was that the, the jump in technology yeah. is startling because it is, we're yeah. not talking about that long ago, and we're going from no emails, no internet to computers in our hands. In like a very short amount of time, like well, mid '90s would have been like the the the, the internet was there, but you but didn't, we were just mm-hmm. figuring out emails. You weren't walking around with your huge CRT screen and placing it no. everywhere. No. Right? You had to like go to a computer lab or a computer yeah. like the, they. Yeah, you had to go somewhere to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Became a thing. So like, did you come by yourself when you find? Was this your first, or did you were you still traveling with a team? Um, no, I. Pretty much came by myself. All right. Yeah, I. Um, With people that you knew down here. Uh no, not really. I really didn't know anybody here. Oh, so I I met this casting director when I was in San Francisco, and he was like, "You should move to L.A." and <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> like how you laugh that off. Like, yeah, like he, I was the only yeah. person he ever said that to. I know, right? Um, so he like kind of helped me uh, set things up, and he okay, got me good. a roommate, this other girl that had been in one of his casting workshops. Um, and so we lived together for a while, Where? and then I convinced 
uh, a couple of my really good friends to move down here. Okay, all right. So from San Francisco, um, one of them was I knew from college, but she was living in Seattle, but she wanted to be an editor. So I was like, okay. Girl, you better yeah. come down. You better come live with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's for your own good. Yes, I'm doing Not this for my you. Um, uh, and then another friend that I knew from San Francisco. And was so. did this casting director turn out to be a creep, or was it just a, it just a guy who couldn't help you out in the long run? Um, or both. You know, I don't know. He might still be casting, like. Some indie things. I don't honestly don't even know what he's doing now. But um, he did serve his purpose ultimately. You're he here. His you purpose. got your. He you, was a nice person. Yeah. But when I started dating someone, like right when I moved here, he was immediately like, "You really shouldn't have a boyfriend if you're want to be." An, I don't know. It's just harder to have one if you're an actress. Oh and, wow! I was like, oh, thing God. To say. "All right." Yeah, and then I met some like kind of skeezy manager through him, and that was kind of a weird situation. He was like this six year old man, and. We would hang out sometimes. Nothing ever happened, right. but you know it was one of those things. You look back, you're like, oh yeah, just things that happen when you're a woman in your 20s. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's then you're just like, and nothing bad happened. Luckily, right. like I didn't never felt. But taken you realize of, there is an underbelly to this. There system. is an underbelly, and also like you know, I was out in public with this older manager guy who was a pretty successful manager, and you know, people seeing you with, you know, they make assumptions and stuff. So. Yeah, I stopped kind of hanging out. With I him mean, there there is while, such a huge difference between what it is for you to move to Los Angeles and what it is for me to move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Meeting like man, woman, mm-hmm. like yeah, like I was prepared to live in my car and whatever, and I got an apartment with a friend of mine, and and we did whatever and wandered into shitty neighborhoods and went to weird bars and did didn't know where we were half the time. But like, I can't imagine like if I have. Like a daughter, knowing what I know now today, like like a, my, if I had a daughter, I was like I'm moving to Los Angeles by myself, and be like, the fuck you're doing that? Are you crazy? Like you can't do like it. It's just yeah. It's, it's not only was it intimidating for me, but like I didn't have sixty year old men trying to get me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, they, I didn't have any of that. In fact, I wasn't invited to a lot of places when I first moved here. But like I just. It, the difference is 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 mind blowing sometimes to what like it must be like to be a female moving into this. It's city. really weird. Like a lot of times, I look back and I'm like, God, I was just lucky that I didn't get like I don't know. Were you lucky, or you get some street smarts to you? I mean, you had. But your but no, because I think like I don't know that I don't think that's it. I think it's maybe a little tiny bit of street smarts, but like as a young woman, like you get in these situations and then. I, don't know, I just don't, I don't want to go too dark with yeah. it, but yeah, um, yeah. but you know, like sometimes you're just in them, and it's it's not because you're not smart. It's just it like just all of a sudden you're in it, happen. and then you're like, you know, oh, f- and then something terrible happens. I mean, luckily that didn't happen to me. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's just but just trying to crazy. tell people like that. That's such a weird like. Oh, you really shouldn't have a have a boyfriend if you're going to be an actress. Like what? Why not? Yeah, and I knew that was weird, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I think he just. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Where did you it live when you moved out here? What side of town? Um, I lived in Brentwood for okay. a few Ooh. months. And then, yeah, that's Hoity where the casting director lived. Hoity and toity. so um, I really loved living Wait there. Wait a minute, Brentwood. So is this post uh, OJ or, or pre? Yeah, no post. Post OJ. Right, okay. right, right. So did you do OJ to tours? Right yeah. yeah. Did you do OJ tours? No, I didn't do the tours. But of course I knew where, you know, everybody was. Everybody, everything. everybody did, I'm right? Everybody knew. place just because I used to have to drive a girlfriend to work over there. Oh, yeah. So creepy. Yeah, it's weird. They they tore the house down. 
Oh, did they? Yeah, someone bought it and 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 well, that was good. Tore the house down. It needed to be torn I, down. You don't yeah. want to, unless you're a, a real morbid weirdo. weirdo. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty you of those have too. A good but death museum. Yes. And yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't bought by some lunatic who was like, "I want to preserve all the murder houses yeah. in America." <laughs> like, God. you know, it was bed and breakfast. So you did some Brentwood, then what? Uh, then I lived in West LA. Okay. Um, so did I. Oh, I lived on Kelton. I lived on Bagley. Oh, I don't know where that is. Bagley's uh, what is mo? It's basically motor. I lived right, uh, oh, right, yeah. over, right by Venice, and you know where, where it's all changed over there now. Where the Whole Foods and Whole Foods, but where the, where the Trader Joe's and all uh-huh. that everything they built up over there over by Sony Studios. So I lived about three blocks from Sony. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't live too far from there. Like or, Palms I'm sorry, and Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Look at us. Have, have hey, West we Siders. Were, we were neighbors. Have you ever? I liked that area. Twenty minutes I did from everything. Too. That's what I always told everybody. I'm like, they're like, where at West LA? I'm like, it, trust me, it's, it's 20 minutes so from easy everything. To get yeah, well, yeah. you can get right on the 10, right on the 405. You know, it's like downtown, East Side, Hollywood yep. Beach, 20 minutes from everything. It was the only a- thing that's kind of a pain to get to is the valley. Yes, from there. Because you but have to take the 405. Yeah, that's your question. Really, unless you really want to go out of your way, take the 10 yeah. to the 101 and come up. And but I got to be honest, with you, did you ever live in the valley? No. Did you ever live in the valley? I did. Oh, you so see, eventually yeah. moved to the valley. But would you agree that like there's valley culture and then there's the other side of the hill culture? Oh, God, like yeah. it's yeah. so funny. Like I never lived in the valley, and I always thought people. I don't know why, and I'm sure they weren't, but I always thought a different type of person lived in the valley. Too. Yeah, because you're it's ingrained. When, as soon as you move to LA, they're like, "Don't live in the valley. Don't live in the valley." Don't but yeah. people, but I'm like, talking what? about people that I met that that's where they live. They moved. Yeah. They were they were actors or comedians. They moved to the valley. And yeah. they lived in the valley, and I always felt that they carried themselves. I felt they were just—it was something different about them. That's so funny. I um I lived in the valley for like, I don't know, nine years or something like that, um, or ten, something like that. Anyways, uh, I really liked it because I felt like every—it's so convenient. It's easy There's to truth drive to and park, park and all these yeah, things. Everything's open. Yeah, but like it feel—I feel like actually, ironically, it has a bit more of a Midwest feel. It feels Maybe suburban. More Burbank. It feels suburban. Yeah. It feels like the suburban. valley is close. You get into Burbank, and there are parts of Burbank where I'm like, this could easily be like yeah. Naperville, Illinois, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always imagine it is like. Yeah. 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 But They're now I live in like m- near Mid Wilshire. Um, How do you like that? I really like it a lot. I li- now I really feel like I'm 20 minutes from everything. Yeah. Okay. In that location. Yeah. yeah. I Except think we just here. became a SNL sketch right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, oh I'm my sure. god, I know. Whoever, somebody right. driving to Chicago listening, like, are these idiots going to keep talking about locations? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's so about? important <laughs> no, for anyone it, that doesn't live it, in LA. But it actually is. I think if you're, if you're not, it, what, no. What I mean by that is that if you don't live here, and you grow up watching movies about here, mm-hmm. the movies are made location specific. They are like, Dude. there are movies yes. that define. Like once you live here, you go, oh my god. That movie totally does define yep. that area I and will, those types of people. It genuinely does. Mm-hmm. I will share the the first time I ever knew anything about the valley. I was in probably sixth grade. I saw the movie Thrashin' with Josh Brolin. It was a skateboard movie. <laughs> and in that movie, it's like him and his buddies come across like a weird skateboard gang. And they're like, go back to the valley and then later on, he gets called a Val Jerk. And I was like, well, people in the Valley 
must not be very well liked. <laughs> but also, the guys telling him to go back to the valley looked like dirtbags. So I was like, maybe the valley... Like, this oh is a sixth-grade brain who, like, skateboarded and watched the movie Thrashing over and over. Like, yeah, I would probably live in the valley, dude. It's where all the cool skaters live. I had no fucking that idea what so I was talking funny. about. But, like, that was where I first was like, there's a difference between Hollywood... The valley mm-hmm. and the beach. Like, there's a difference. And that thrashing taught me that at a very early age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Also, Josh Brolin should have won an Academy Award for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment because I didn't see it. Oh, you got to see it. He <laughs> skates out of a window. He comes. Oh, it's Amazing. beautiful. It's my, so My corny. impression was the, of the valley was uh, that movie Valley Girl. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is probably for a lot like, of people. Totally, right? Like, totally. Yeah. Like, we're all fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Nick Cage was from Hollywood, and he was, like, so, like, rough and tumble and, like... Oh. Yeah. To the rugged cage. Yeah. Is there anything rough and tumble Hollywood was, or edgy, edgy. Yeah. But I mean, edgy. no, I mean now. Do, do, like, do, do you look at anything around here as rough and tumble anymore? No. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah. I just think everything's just gotten so vanilla. Even when I go down like Tent City, even when I'm like in, okay, on now you've got yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it's not really mm. rough and tumble. It's well, like people living in. Te- I mean, look, it's I'm like not, literally. It's sad. Like uh, but, and, rough but and tumble. But no, I'm but like, but they all still, but it's also still functioning as a society. Meaning, like they have their own, they have rules and laws that they go by and they live by among yeah. each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in that area. But I, but I don't. Again, I don't fear for my life. You know yeah, I, mean? I guess it's just all perspective, right? Oh, Where you grow up and what you see. Well, yeah. There's, also, there's some element, yeah. 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 I, look, you, I look like I could live there. Yeah. If you ask my police officer friends that live here, they would tell you you should feel a little concerned when you go through that area, yeah. unfortunately. Right. I mean, listen, yeah. you know, these people are living on the edge. But so yeah. you, um, speaking of living on the edge, so you get here. <laughs> that Aerosmith and, video, and, yeah. how do you feel about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> it was the 90s. That's really why I'm here. <laughs> it's, it's 90s culture. <laughs> That's what this show's called. This is the 90s. <laughs> so what was so what was the game plan and what did the game plan end? Let's just kind of like dance around her. So you're here now and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And wh- and did you get regular job? Like what did like what was your life like? I did. Um, I was taking class. I was doing like temp jobs um, and then some commercials and like print stuff. Was that coming when pretty you for a while? So you kept saying print. Like what? Was, see, print is a completely print different is like world. Real, so real people modeling. Yeah, print is Not what you did, Brian. But like what kind of stuff? Yeah, no, no. I'm saying, oh, but like oh, what yeah. kind of stuff did you do in print? When you say I did um, a lot of like print stuff work, for like banks or you know like oh, random yes. pamphlets for things or just like you handing um, someone else something. Yeah, yeah. Like here's the Penske file. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, come on down to our offices. We have yeah. m- manila envelopes. <laughs> exactly. Was Stuff it good like money? That. Yeah. Yeah, it, it pays pretty well. It does. Yeah. Was it um, mind-numbing And it's usually work? just like a day. Yeah. No, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I you mean, did. it's pretty mind-numbing, I guess. But, like, I enjoyed it because it's just an easy way to make money. Or okay. was for, yeah. a minute, for a minute. Did you describe yourself as a model? I'm a no, model. no. I'm a bank model. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, <laughs> a print model. But print is different than... That has nothing to do with yeah, like, like actual fashion modeling. week. You had a very Broadway specific nothing. person that that was their job was to get you that type. Yeah, of Yeah, had a print agent and yeah, and also commercial. You know, yeah, that was kind of that kind of goes together. Too. And did you do some commercial? How long? How, so, what, at what point were you doing? Where you said you, you were doing what you wanted to do and you were doing okay with it? Well, I, it was uh, it was always it's always been like it's this. always it's up always, and down. Yeah. But at what point did you feel like you had made the right decision? Why don't we, we go there? No, it, she made the that's uh, so funny. I don't know if motion. I've ever had that feeling. Really? But, uh, <laughs> no, no, I have. Oh, but okay. my first audition ever was um, for a national commercial, and I booked it, and that kind of ruined me. I was like, you were like, well, clearly so I'm, like, I'm a natural. Oh, this is easy, you know. Um, what was it for? A trident. 
Oh, okay, gum. Yeah, gum. Yeah, love it. Um, not like a trident, like you would th- like that. No, not Atlantis that kind of Zeus would. Oh, that would have been cool though. <laughs> Thank God you didn't have any salad in your teeth at the audition. Oh my God, your I biggest know. worry. Can you imagine? Yes, <laughs> I have a pretty good imagination. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've just done like that commercials and stuff kind of off and on and then, um, more social work type stuff. I worked for a nonprofit for autistic kids for a few years out here and then I've been teaching the last few years with my friend, um, improv and, uh, I think, I think it's cool that a lot of this, a lot of times our side hustle or our side gig is something that we have absolutely no passion for or we don't care. Like, so many people have to um, do, like, serving jobs or or food jobs or... Yeah, and I have had those jobs. Yeah, and they're terrible, and and they serve a purpose, and they are a way to keep doing what you love, and I'm not knocking any of that, but it's nice when you're... Your side thing that's actually paying the bills is something that you're passionate about and that you find interesting or... Worthwhile, totally. Yeah. So that's kind of. I think that's very cool. Yeah. Um. Interesting though that you started in acting first, and then you started doing live, uh, like more uh, improv and and opening yourself up. Because I have found Mm -hmm. a lot of actors don't like that. They don't want to expose themselves. They don't like the 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 the. They're not as comfortable in the like live immediate stage performance stuff. They like that acting thing and getting into a role and like being different and stuff like that so how did you find yourself weaving over the time well i started doing improv probably like 15 or 20 years ago okay this is after many years of just acting yeah okay um and i really loved improv did you do it out of boredom or did somebody tip you off to it did you see something and you want to try that well i've always been drawn to comedy of any kind. Any kind so, okay. um, yeah. So it just felt like kind of a natural thing to do. Okay. Um, and I really, I really love, I, lo- I still love improv. I think I, and I went through different phases with it and, and studied at a bunch of different places. Um, right now I'm at this place called Impro Theater. Have you guys heard of it? Mm-hmm. It's in Los Feliz and they do, um, narrative improv so they pick a different genre and then you spend time like kind of diving into that like say Tennessee Williams and uh you know kind of reading all of his stuff and finding out you know who are the characters that really show up a lot and then doing improvised plays in the style of yeah yeah it's so much fun that's that's that is also a nice way to broaden your exactly I've learned so much like we're doing rehearsing for Charles Dickens right now and I never had read any Charles Dickens books and I'm like oh my god he's so he's such a fantastic writer I'm so glad I have this excuse to um, yeah he wrote he wrote who wrote Tale of Two Cities was Dickens right I think that was him yeah, we haven't read that it one. Was the Gosh, best I wish of we had times. the internet. That's so if we had the internet, we could have answered so many of the oh questions. God, so we don't need the internet. Can you imagine? Um, <laughs> but that's, I think that's cool. I've never even heard of that um, style of improv. Uh, it is so much fun. It really renewed my love of improv, too, because I, I got just kind of tired of the gamey, same old. It's a little, bit, it's a little bit summer campy sometimes. Where it like, really is. Everybody's a winner. We're all great. We all love and re- support each other. And that, that's nice. But I, I I only took improv classes briefly, and I, I didn't have the best experience. But again, oh. I was also probably more close-minded at the time. And uh, well, John depends wanted on your... A, John wanted to be in a troupe with a Hawaiian shirt, and they never, no one ever wanted <laughs> no to be in the Hawaiian shirt. No one would accept my character, Hawaiian Larry. <laughs> um, 
No, I just Hawaiian it, Larry. But it's one of those things that I'm sure, like, because there were some people in that class that I was in that I know are are working. You know, they're doing well, really well now. So mm. it's like. It could have been something I could have stuck with if I was a little bit more patient. Well, it also depends on the teacher you have, too, you know. I had a guy tell me that you couldn't do stand-up and be an improver, so I was like, get the fuck away from me. Wow. Because I was doing stand-up, and that was really what I loved. So I was like, well, I'm not going to stop doing this to come to your stupid class. So yeah, just, that's it crazy It was just talk. a negative, yeah. Yeah. And maybe what he said was, they're like dolphins and sharks, which... Uh, hmm. Is fine, but he made me feel like I couldn't do both. And I, in my head, I'm like, well, that's David Spade. Like, I'm like, naming people on SNL who were st- straight stand ups before they got there. Like, that makes like, no sense at all. Yeah. That's so, not, I mean, not, first off, he's, just, just, he's just randomly naming water creatures just to try to get you out of <laughs> something. Look, those are platypuses <laughs> and turtles, guys. <laughs> that's a seahorse and a starfish. <laughs> oh my God. What a and that's the extent of my, uh, your your water, my, ocean, my ocean animal uh, <laughs> repertoire. Octopuses Pretty and solid. whales. And a dolphin is a fish or a mammal? Uh, a dolphin is a mammal because it's got a blowhole, right? A shark is a fish or a mammal? A shark is a is a uh, fish. Oh. John, you know, John knows some wow, things. Oh, that's impressive. I um, didn't know those things. Also, I, know. I will. Fi- this is something I kind of recently learned. I watched a documentary about dolphins. They are peckerheads. They fuck with other fish. They move things that they don't need to be moving, and they are sneaky when when they need to eat. Uh, they're not a nice animal. Or they're just so fucking smart and everyone's an idiot in the fucking ocean <laughs> and they need to, they need to do something to entertain themselves. They don't they're really fucking losing their minds. Maybe How about that, that. It does sound like it does. I grew up watching Flipper and let me tell you something. <laughs> Flipper was a smart motherfucker, okay? And he needed he needed more in his life. That's did why you, he had to solve crimes. Did you ever see the Brian Regan thing about the they had an evil dolphin named Zipper. Had a scar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Uh, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, improv. <laughs> we just did some. We just did some. God, we're riffing, guys. We're right. improvising so, right now. So you started doing the improv stuff. None of this and, is scripted. And uh, uh, it turned into. Would you consider yourself a stand-up? I don't know. I mean, yes. I guess okay. I don't know. I started doing stand-up like I took. Uh, you know, Jody Miller. Yeah. So I took her class about four Love years Jody. ago, and that was my intro to stand-up. Yeah, you do her stand-up when show quite a bit. I do. I love that show. Stand That's up when my favorite show. That's a great show. And, yeah. It, they, it's, it's and what is that? Jody spins a, a dial, essentially, and whatever year this dial lands on, that's what the next show will be. So, like, let's say she the dial lands on 1979. The, the comics have to come dressed as if it's 1979, and they have to do jokes as if it's 1979. That's fine. So when it's I so got it, fun. I had seen a couple shows, and I and I was hounding Jody. I'm like, I really want to do this show. I really want to do this show. So I get on it, like 1200 BC, and I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> so I was like, had to you know get a toga oh, and like. Was I? Did we? Did I think you were on okay. that show. Yeah, uh, and oh, it was just right. jokes was about like ago. the Roman government. You know, just these random. But but it was very funny. It was very everybody gets into it and they you know they all come characters like i know i saw pictures of they did a star wars one mm-hmm. which is just like if this was time with star wars you know yeah uh, and you had like princess leia hair going yeah I, pl- I pretended to be princess leia's older sister that no one knew about so i actually had the buns sideways oh because <laughs> i was like oh my God. she stole this from me and she like put changed them, it put them in a weird way good call so dumb. Um, no, yeah. Did you really have to make funny. that with your own hair? Or did you find a wig that? No, I had a. I just got you know used to lay a wig and then turned side, it sideways. Sided it. 
Yeah. So but that show fun. is so funny, and and in a, in a time when people are trying to do these lame themed like this is this, and now we're all going to have a political debate during the show, or we're doing this, and there's all these other kind of uh, just there's either straight stand up or this just crazy themed out thing that. That, that always is a turnoff for me. Mm-hmm. But like Stand Up When was like one of those shows where I'm like, oh yeah, this is, and it, it challenges you as a, as a writer and a comic to come up with new material about this time period. Exactly. It's, it's very funny. I've learned so much about history doing that show for the last like year and a half yeah. than I ever learned growing up That's or retained a, anyways. Yeah, because you're doing it, like you said, in a fun way. It's you're so retaining much fun. it as jokes to tell on stage, but now you know the facts that the jokes are based on. And that show, too, for me, is, like, a very satisfying show to do because I feel like it combines acting with stand-up because, like, you really succeed the most in that show if you create a character. Yes, and commit to it, basically. Yeah, and really commit. Like, the people that are half-assed about it, like, bomb big time. And sometimes really well-known comics do that show, and it's terrifying for them. And, it's, and they're like, oh, my God, that was such a terrible experience. Yeah. Because they're not, like... They're just not taking it seriously enough. Like, you have to really, you really need to, because everybody else is going to be dressed in the time I period. almost didn't wear a toga to mine, and then oh. when I got there, I was like, oh, Aren't man. Aren't you so glad you did? Yeah. Does the audience also participate in the dress-up, or they have no idea? No. They're there just to watch the... They're just there to watch. They're they not usually They know the year up. if they've gotten the flyer or they've seen the post. They know what year they're yeah. about to see. You okay. know what I mean? That's not a surprise, but... Because they advertise it as like, right, you're going about to do a Game of Thrones one? Yeah. So there, which is obviously not a real time, however. Yeah. She mostly picks years, but starting with Star Wars, she started doing it's like. Smart. It's smart. I think the it's Game smart of Thrones too. is really smart because obviously April 14th, it's going to premiere and people yeah. are fucking going crazy. Going insane for it. I guess yeah. I should start watching it then. <laughs> Oh, Here, here's the, a, the Sopranos. I have to watch the Sopranos. I'm, oh I'm so He's far like, behind I watch on my the HBO. I'm sorry. Bro. I meant The okay. Wire. I'm sorry. I meant The Monkeys. Yeah. I meant Mash. I'm, I'm so <laughs> far behind. I, I, I will wa- I will watch Game of Thrones someday. So are so would you consider yourself more do you are you more character driven? Is that what you're talking about when you say uh ah, stand up? Yeah. I think but so because even in stand up I do a character. Okay, so you are not you. No, I was in the beginning when I took Jody's class, I did and for like the first maybe year or two years maybe of doing stand up, I was myself, yeah. um, and, and that you was just didn't fine. Like it? No, I liked it, but something I don't know what inspired me, but something inspired me just to start doing. Oh, I think partly it's because so I done this um, or I did this web series uh, called I'm Triggered, um, and my friend and I did started it in like 2013. And it went, the first episode went viral. And it was these wow. two roommates who, um, it was like 90 seconds of improv, but it was all in like psychobabble. And these two roommates trying to like solve their pro- their conflict, but they only spoke and like, I'm really triggered when you, you know, do this, it really reminds me of my primal wounding. And, you know, like all but this you guys kind are talking of stuff. About like dishes in the sink or. Exactly. It's like know. very trivial thing. Yeah. And then it's like this very authentic talk, but really it's not authentic anymore because right. it's so overused. <laughs> So, you know, I was already kind of in that world. Like, we did that for years. And um, 
And so I think I've always find that found that just very funny. And also I've done a lot of, you know, social work type stuff. And I don't so know. You hear those phrases and those buzzwords and all that. Kind of yeah. Kind of and so then I just, and yeah, I just got inspired to try it as a character in my standup. And, and it's been really fun. been doing it for a couple of years, I guess. When, almost. when was the first time, like, the, there was like one show you did and you were just, you know, you're Karen, you're doing your thing, you're yeah. telling jokes. And then the next show, yeah. you were like, I'm going to try this character. Yeah, I just did it the whole and for the did, whole time, and d- which is interesting because that's happened to other comics where they introduce a character for a little bit in their act, and then that character grows and it literally becomes The Simpsons, who they are. No, I'm t- well, Larry the Cable <laughs> Guy is a, f- a perfect example of that. Like, Larry the Cable Guy was a guy that Dan used to talk about in his act. He did a, oh, he did a voice, that's funny. and then soon he would like, he hmm. then people like the, the bit expanded because people thought that character was so funny. So then he, because like, if you look at early video, he's got on khaki pants that are pleated. You know what I mean? Like a, 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 a short sleeve button down tucked in. And he's talking about this guy. Oh, and then I call the cable company and they send Larry the cable guy over. And he's got this little bit about the, his interaction with the cable guy. People love that character. Soon he starts putting a roll of cable on his shoulder, coming out. Hey, Larry the Cable Guy. Soon oh he God. puts on a sh- shirt, no sleeves. Pretty soon he's doing this character for 20 minutes at a time. Pretty soon he's like, fuck it. This is who I am now. This is my act. Man, this is my millions of dollars. And this <laughs> is my good billions of dollars. Yeah. And, and, and look, everybody's different. And people want to shit on him or do whatever. But like everything I've ever learned about that guy, he's not only uh, a super generous human being, takes care of his writers, puts them all on a bus. Mm. Like, he's just a nice guy. He treats his fans well. He treats the clubs well. He's, everything I've learned about this dude, he's, he's been, uh, he's a super nice guy. Uh, he, I, I worked with him once. I, I spent a whole weekend with him. He's a super nice guy. Exactly. So, yeah. So, chill, chill guy. Yeah. But, like, fine. that's a character. Like, like if you mm. just did that character for a couple minutes in your set, people would want to see more of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, because I think I've, I've only seen you go 10 minutes at a time with it, but I mean, it, it opens up a world that if you're on social media and you're and you're and you see how just insanely ridiculous most of it is like none of it is real. People are so fake that yeah. you're like, I, we all have problems like there's no problems in your life. Everything is super I great know. all the time. Like, OK, I get it. But when I saw that character, I was like, this is really clever. It's and this is the character you've been you. doing for a while? I think almost two years, maybe. And this and, and, and this is the character that you that you chose after not wanting to do you, or this is just one of the I characters? Think I, I think I was just inspired to do it, to try it out. And then I just really enjoyed it. And I think one of the things that I like about it is because is that the character is very cocky and I'm always so mortified when I'm doing stand up. So it's like having to put on this mask of like, okay. you know, I'm mortified on the inside, yeah. but on the, uh, this character is extremely confident and she's there to teach some lessons. Can I yeah. meet the character? Um, Who is it? <laughs> What's well, her name? It's, it's just me. It's yeah. just my name. It yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. It's and not like you, this wacky she, exaggerated. No, you would think like if you walked into the room, and she, but what are you talking well, about? Like but I mean, the, it's an example. I would say like the first m- thirty seconds to a minute, I don't think people know sometimes that I'm doing a character. But then it becomes very obvious. So just out of curiosity, the first thirty seconds, what are you talking about? Like when you I say talk about how I, I um, charged my crystals this morning, so I know this is going to go really well. Um, I'm very spiritual, really very advanced uh, spiritual person. I'm just vibrating at a much higher level than most other people. Um, 
Those are just the facts. Uh, and I put in my 10,000 hours. You know, I do my morning pages every day. Um, I practice archery um, every morning. I, uh, of course, did a yoga class today. Duh. Um, I know everyone in this room has a story about how they got into yoga. Um, <laughs> I started it because of an injury. I had gotten into an offender bender with an ex-boyfriend, so it was more of a mental injury, but <laughs> yoga cleared it right up. Um, at what point do you think, on and on and on. at what point do you think, so the beginning of that, because you sell it, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's the thing. So it doesn't come off as a character. You're a, like, as okay. somebody that's st- done it over and over again, what's, what's, where's the switch when they go, oh, there, okay, if what she just said right there, now I know she's kind of fucking with us. Like, what's the one thing um, you well, set up? It's, it kind of changes because I, like, I just added the, that spiritual stuff. I used to, but sometimes I go into, like, all the morning pages and... I feel like sometimes when I go into that, there's one part where I say, um, I mentioned that Julia, uh, what's her name? Julia Cameron, I think, wrote the morning pages. She used to be married to Martin Scorsese. And then I say, um, and what I did there is called name dropping. (laughs) And what name dropping does is it lends credibility to whatever you're talking about. So you should always do it. And I feel like it's at that point that people People are like, Okay, okay, yeah, she's fucking Because everyone always says no one no likes one a name really. dropper. Hey, you drop yeah. this. They always make a joke about it, and you're yeah. promoting I'm it. I'm talking like, about how great it is. This is how, how important it is. You're that you're serious and, you're and that what you're saying, you know, matters. Right. And this, so going back to what I was asked before, so you, you stopped being you. Mm-hmm. Was there always this portion of this character from the day that you stopped doing just regular stand-up to this, or was there other... Were you just Iterations doing other character work or, or other, other stuff? Characters. Like the first time you decided mm-hmm. to not do just you, was there a portion of this person, or did you do mm-hmm. something else? No, it was just this it was person. person. It was like okay. a diff- probably a different iteration. I'd but have to look it was back always. But it was so you were always creating this person, though. Yes. And you weren't you weren't doing different people throughout the whole thing. No, it was one I, I really like playing like a cocky person who really thinks that they know a lot and have has a lot to offer, but and really it's, they're and assholes. It's very, <laughs> so and like, it's I like really enjoy condescending it. about it too. With like yeah. you know the character talks down to you. <laughs> While while she smiles, you know what I mean, and she like it's like you can you can see this person being someone you might have to deal with in Los Angeles. Yeah. So let me ask you this though. Hundred percent. Um, that there is a part of it, just like any live mm-hmm. performance, where there is risk taking. You're being an asshole. Mm-hmm. So you're being an asshole to an audience, and if they're not quite getting it, well, so you I take the risk. I right? hate it when people are when comics are mean to the audience, like uh, with a passion. I hate that. I always hope, like, because I try to, I'm trying more to do in audience interaction. I did a, a lot more at that show. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I try to be like, you know, they know that I'm joking. Also, like, I'm a very do unintimidating, they always? Yeah. unintimidating no, she person. She sets it up, though, so there isn't, like, people get that by the time they're into it, whatever she's saying to them, there's no one in that audience is going to be like, Hey, I fucking charged my crystals today. No, bitch. not that, like, but I mean again, and I'm not trying to dumb down an audience, but there is a special skill to making sure that they're along for the journey. That's part right. of your jo- that's part of your craft. That yes. happens they the have first to buy minutes. in. They yes. have to buy in and they have to come along for the journey. I have not had the experience where they have not not bought in. Yeah. No, I don't I think it's just I'm it's pretty darn obvious. Especially in I don't know how well this character works outside of Los Angeles, but like especially here like people have a tendency to like They'll see that and they'll be like, "Yeah, okay," and they'll laugh at it even if they're guilty of some of the things that she's talking yeah, about. Okay. Yeah, and also like a lot of things that I talk about, I'm like, I'm not, I, I am making fun of it, but I'm also like, it's a little bit of a nod to some of those things. Yeah. it's not that I don't believe in 
charging your crystals per se. Right. You know, uh, but yeah, when you stuff it all into like a short amount of time, it, it sounds so ludicrous. Yeah, it just sounds like a lot. And it's like, yeah. oh, this person deals with this every day. Okay. Yeah. But it's very but it's very funny and it's 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 relatable in the sense that it's everything you see and hear. I have a question. Yes. What do you mean charging crystals? Oh, it's the thing that people do charging their crystals. I I need to know. Crystals um, like um well, I guess you have to explain. You said I know, you're trying I, to I believe need, in it. I, so I need to have a better understanding of it, but oh, I get. You do, but oh, so you don't like do my it. manager literally charges his crystals. That's why I wrote that. Are crystals a wow. physical thing? Yeah, and I told him. Yeah, like oh. actual crystals. There's all. You've not been to a crystal shop in Los Angeles? Look there's at a me. Million. You want to take a second? Take he hasn't a look even at been me. to a weed pharmacy in Los Angeles. Y- yeah. wanna, oh my God! I got in trouble at a weed place. It was hilarious. I was with oh John, no. and they were like, "Please back away." Like I was. I must have been an annoying child. Well, no, that's so funny. They didn't know you were with me. With me, they thought you were making a purchase. So they asked you to stand. No, back they thought I was a these. fucking moron who didn't know anything. I'm like, where are the pencil shavings? I had no idea oh what God. I was doing. Yeah, there. I was that shavings. guy. So anyway, they're well, like, well, there's crystals with different energy properties, supposedly. And there's yes. whole, so whole there's shops dedicated to. Oh this? my oh, God! Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House of Intuition in Silver Lake. Um, there's a million. There's These a names lot. Sound made up, but yeah, no, they're real. They're real. And and so you can buy crystals for, you know, there are different kind of properties, like some of them are calming yeah. or, you know, whatever. There's literally one for everything you could possibly possibly imagine. And they're very beautiful. But I think you have to, I think they get charged by being put in the sun. I think that's how you charge them. I'm not. You don't just put them on one of those um, iPhone mats? <laughs> no, it's not. Elect- it's actually not. My wife has a salt <laughs> lamp or something mm-hmm. upstairs. Is it, would that have come from a house of intuition? Uh, no, I don't think they really oh. sell those there, but... That would come from lamps. That's plus. a long... I, I would say... <laughs> yeah. I would say that's in the family, uh, in the broader umbrella of sure, under crystals. Sure. Well, it's yeah. supposed to do something. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. off salt or whatever. Are those like dehumidifiers? I don't things? know. Anyways. Yeah. I have to turn it off every night before we go to bed because like, the house is going to fucking burn down. That's the only thing oh. that goes through my head. I'm that's like, so we need funny. to turn everything off in the house for safety purposes. Like my dad going out of town, he would unplug yes. the TV. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm oh. that guy. That's okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. You care about safety, dude. I do. Yeah. I care about safety. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think where. So crystals. Anyway. Oh, yeah. so, all right, so that's a real thing. All right, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, everything, yeah. She's, everything she mentions is, is legitimately talked about. That's the humor of it is because it sounds so ridiculous all crammed together. But these are real. Like there are people that will talk about why they got into yoga w- unprovoked. And you're like, I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I uh, just think that's so hilarious. It's that, like, bizarre, yeah. It's yeah. unprovoked. And that that's your world, too, you know? It's just like, I guess what's I... yoga done for you? Yeah. Tell me all about your yoga journey. <laughs> you know, it's just very, it's well, just very funny. Well, just the word funny. journey, too. But also, like, I I love yoga. I do yoga, so, too. So, you know. It's great. But are you addicted to it, where you can't stop talking about it? It's like, is no, it the only no, no, thing no. that you do? I mean, I feel Certainly like we not. live in a city of, of addictions. It just depends on what it is. Oh, yeah. For some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's yoga. For some people, it's it's being vegan. For some people, it's wearing baseball hats. For some people, it's shoes. Like everybody's got a thing. Yeah, no, that's true. That they're addicted to. Like it's their thing. Yeah, and that's fine. I have. It em. is you try to make those things positive. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you are addicted to drugs, you should probably get help and try to put your addiction. yeah move it to hats. That'd be move, totally yeah, fine. Yeah, hats, <laughs> socks, whatever you got, like something different. A um, healthier addiction. Yeah. But, but I guess you're going to have to have an but, addiction, but, make well, it a healthy one, like yoga. Well, that's what people do, though, right? Like, I have a lot of friends that were alcoholics or drug addicts. They 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 shift. 
don't yeah. think they would deny that. They no. just shift to other things. And now they'll talk to you the way they would talk about drugs and alcohol. Now they'll talk to you about Jesus or yoga. Or even if they would mm. never talk to you about drugs and alcohol, the point is they're just addicted to something else that's mm-hmm. that's not that's less. It's not physically harmful. It's more emotionally harmful to the people that you have to listen to. They have to listen <laughs> to you talk about it. <laughs> harmful to my eardrums when you will not stop fucking talking about it. I'm just kidding. It's okay. Whatever you're into. Other yeah, than yeah. drugs. Well, I always say everyone's got to be a nerd about something. <laughs> and, and that, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, there's nothing wrong with that kind of stuff. Like, I don't care that you do CrossFit. That's great. Just, I don't need to. You know, have it crammed down my throat. What if you do CrossFit yoga with uh, CrossFit yoga at church? Uh, well, <laughs> oh uh, let's see. That sounds pretty <laughs> annoying. At Crystal Church. Crystal Church. Crystal. Church. What is church. the end game when you, when someone goes at like I I always ask this with you know stand ups you know like what's your end game is your end game to be a touring comedian is it to, is it to get on um, a late night TV show or whatever or a Netflix special or turn mm-hmm. it into a television show. But when somebody creates a, a character, like, what is the end game? Like, Dude, when you start doing it, like, what's the end game? I don't there? know. And, like, uh, a lot of times I'll think, you know, I'm doing something, if it's creative, like, uh, and I'm not being paid for it, I want to do it because uh, something that inspires me and excites me and, and is fun, sure. right? So that's what this character has been for me. But to what end? I don't know. And it, I think sometimes it's a struggle for me, anyways, to like trust that is going to lead to whatever it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Or, I don't know. Do you guys ever struggle with that? Well, like, I mean... What every day of my life. Uh, another yeah. question is, do you write for that character? Do you continue to just add things? I do. I pepper things, things in. Some I'm not, like... I, I feel like um, I'm not... Because I haven't been doing stand-up as long, and also I, I really... I mean, I did a few open mics, like, in the beginning, but Jody actually discouraged our class from doing open mics. Um, so the first year of stand up, I did maybe a show a month, maybe. And they were all bringer shows. And then I realized how terrible bringer shows were. Sure. And then I started hosting my own show at the lyric, the survive show. Um, and that, and that was monthly. And that really ha- has changed and helped me a lot. Um, in terms of just like my whole goal with stand up has been like, how present can I be? on stage because it's such a terrifying experience. I want to be with the audience. I want to be connected to them. I want to like acknowledge what's happening in the room, not verbally necessarily, but just like be really present. Yeah. And so I think maybe that character's helped me with that a bit, but also just hosting a show has been, you know, hugely helpful. I did that for like once a month for like two and a half years, something like that. And yeah. then this past year, I started doing quarterly shows there and adding storytellers in. And why did you and call and it Survive? Because of that? Because you wanted to My be able friend to and I started the show together and we, we found this old poster um, from the 50s that was like this kind of tornado over this house and it was like red and cream colored. And I don't know, it was just like kind of a cool poster. And we were like, what if we just call it the Survive? show and then pick a different thing to survive every month oh, okay so it was really just for fun and it just has stuck but and yeah. then he stopped hosting with me because he got into the groundlings and so now now i've been doing it by myself and added storytelling in this year which i love yeah so, that so much yeah i did i did the show and it was a little bit <clears throat> like i go up and do my little haha yuck yucks and then someone comes on and tells a story about this yeah. disease they have and how it's oh, shrinking yeah. their body. I'm like, that's oh. my friend that I've done the I'm Triggered web series with. Ah. Yeah. And also, we've written a pilot and we're starting to shop it around right now. So, well, I was going to say with that character, um, <laughs> well, I was going to say that character I, I see as like, 
like its own series, like a web series or like or even a uh, a mockumentary style, like you're a guru mm, almost, mm-hmm. you know, like you're giving yeah. life advice, like the name dropping thing, or like each episode is a different, you know, uh, follow you through your day as you interact with yeah. people, and you bother the shit out of them with your your presence and your everything else you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I because I there to me there's infinite potential with that character. That's what that's oh, what well, I would. Oh well, thank I would, you I for saying that. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'm like, this is I shouldn't be doing this because, <laughs> like, to. <laughs> You could be saying about anything, <laughs> anything out there. About I know. Her. But like my my friend works on Conan and she's like, you know, do you, do you want me to give a tape to the guy that books? Well, so then I was like, um, she's like, I'll have Lori look at it first. Lori Kilmartin. Yeah. She writes on there. And, and then and she was like uh, going to give it to Lori. But then she said but she, that I do a character. And Lori's like, oh, well. I, I I won't even look at it because we you know we just don't really do that on Conan. He doesn't really have comics that do characters on his show. Uh, I would keep I would submit anyway to other other shows then because I think that that's a perfect four minute. You know what I mean? You're that character. You come out, especially anybody who lives in Los Angeles is gonna get that. I know, but then but is it not for like a wider audience? I think that was the. Th- I thing. think because you you say you're from L.A., then now people in Chicago watching her go, yeah, she's a fruitcake. She's from L.A. Yeah. Ah, okay, of course, crystals. Yeah, all this horse shit. Like, they're going to go along with you as as because they're going to know you're on a late night talk show. And it's also it should never be, you should never make that choice for the masses. Let the masses make that choice yeah. instead. Well, also, like, I don't want to, so then I'm like, well, maybe I should go back to being, quote, myself, you know, in stand-up, I'm like, well, because there was a point where I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired of doing this. And a couple months ago, I tried just, it was more, ended up being more storytelling because it was about my missing cat. Um, and just like all that I've kind of been through and realized what a crazy cat person I am um, from that experience. Uh, and I did it at Zach's show, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think they, people felt bad for me or thought I was a crazy person. And I, like during it, I was like, you guys are listening really well. Thank you. <laughs> um, so anyways, about my missing cat. Have you seen her? Um, so, you know, and I, I was talking to Zach about it at Crawford's Pass last week because I was like, dude, thank you so much for letting me, like, experiment with that. Because, you know, wasn't like, he was very nice about it. And he was like, no, it was good, you know, yeah. whatever. But Zach is a supportive dude. He is yeah. the sweetest person. But, yeah. um, but it wasn't like, you know, I think... I don't know. Maybe it's because it's too close to when my cat has been missing for three yeah. months. So, do you think the cat is coming back? You, you said you wanted to talk about this, so I'm going to ask. Oh, I, I'm yeah. I I've lost all my cats. My cats are all died recently. So, um, and I was I've I was gi- classified I as like okay. I have given up but, at this point. But I do have empathy. I I was I'm probably classified as a crazy cat, dude. I'm done. I'm done with cats. Oh, really? you're done with yeah, cats. No, I'm really? done. Yeah, oh, yeah, because done. they be- it was a lot of work. It was fourteen. It was oh, I'm sorry, sixteen years of a lot of work because mm. there was a lot of illnesses in and out, and a but lot of focus if, and but attention. What if you got a cat that didn't have all that? And like, what if you? What if uh, someone was like, "Hey, I got you a oh. kitten, and it's a regular cat"? And then first off, let's yeah. take a step back, and this goes for everybody listening right now. If you have not gotten a cat or a dog, if you get a pet, you need to invest in pet insurance. Oh. Animals live wow. longer now. They live longer because almost all the food. No, no, it's because of all, yes, yes. It's because they do Pilates <laughs> and they have crystals. Yeah. They, um, <laughs> no, but what's what? What I found out during this tenure is that animal health has become a huge business, and um. animals. The food is better, just in general, everything is better. So animals live longer. So they're starting to face mm. more 
human types of problems, Diabetes, which is why, which is depression. why you need <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which is why. Oh, that explains Gary and Frank. That um, that's why you. I'm telling you, like I've had I've friends that have pet animal insurance. Ins- pet insurance. I've I have friends that have gotten that. it, and they've they've had twenty thousand. Like basically, if you really love an animal. And like the animal, like one of my friends or animal got cancer and it would have cost $20,000. Oh they had the insurance. So they did it. And the cat is fine now because they, it only cost them a thousand. Like, oh. So like I'm saying, my point is in, if for all that other stuff, I'll go back to the non-serious stuff in a second. But yeah, if you get an animal, you should get pet insurance. The problem is my animals were, you know, you can't get it after. Yeah, they already had a pre-existing condition. Yeah, but anyway, no, I just, I need to, I mean, that's a, I had cats before that. And so I'm, I'm going on multiple decades of pet ownership. And I think everybody at some point needs a break. Because you can't live your life fully when you always have to work. Like you can't. You, there's some travel restrictions. There's yeah, that's how many hours pain. you can leave a house during the day restrictions. So I just need a break. Yeah. And I was I was invested in those pets, like invested in taking care of them. Yeah. And then I was doing IVs that John thought was Garrett Morris's. I had, <laughs> I had it. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, probably not as crazy as what I've. Well, I walked. No, in, I walked. We were doing a podcast with an, an older gentleman, Garrett Morris. He's like. Uh, in his 80s, and uh, he was uh, he was already here, and I walked in, and there was like an IV bag taped to the wall. I thought it was for my cat. And I was, I was like, take it down. oh my God, Garrett must be in bad oh shape. He's God. traveling with an IV bag. And then he left, and I'm like, oh my God, Garrett forgot his IV bag. And Brian's like, what? Oh no, that's for my cat. I, I was laughing. like, oh my God, I, thought, I was like, oh so shit, funny. I thought that was Garrett. He's like, what? No. Like, John, like, oh, my mind, John thought I was running a mash unit down below with Garrett. Oh, like, before John got, got there, I'm fully trying, prepared for I'm this trying to find a vein for our guest so that I can make I sure he stays hydrated. I hope he in, lives but... with the <laughs> podcast episode. Oh, that's so funny. So, the cat disappears. So, I went out of town for Christmas. I was gone for six days. My this cat. This is my theory about taking vacations with pets. I know, anyway. very difficult. But I've, I've had her for eight years. She was two when I got her. Um, and she had been a feral cat the first few months of her life. And, um, so yeah, so I was gone and I had someone come feed her, which I've had, I've done this like a hundred times before where I've gone out of town and she's an outdoor cat, so it's no big deal. But when I got back, she, I guess like midway through the time I was gone, she had stopped eating the food that my friend was putting out for her. Mm -hmm. And then when I got back, she just was gone. And then I like posted on Nextdoor, and I started putting posters up everywhere. I got some tip that from Nextdoor where someone said they saw her on Citrus, which is two blocks away from me. I went to that street and to where they stake said... Stakeout? Um, well, out? it wasn't even a stakeout. I was actually going to put up a poster on that street since someone had seen her there. And as I was getting out of my car, I saw her between these two apartment buildings. And she was with this other cat that I had seen on my property before. And my sister was living with me um, this last year. And we always just called this other cat Lion Kitty because it looks like a lion with its face smashed in. And it always like gave us the creeps. Like Every time we'd see it, we'd be like, no. <laughs> God, that cat is so <laughs> terrifying. So um, I saw her in between two apartment buildings with this other cat. They both like bolted. And um, and so that's kind of, I guess, the last time I saw her technically. So, But ever since then, it's been like this wild goose chase and talking to pet psychic and then a cat profiler and my guy all like friends of friends. Yeah, she was not a very good psychic. She said that my cat would be back in, two, in a couple of days, and she was wrong. But huh. she didn't charge me, so that's good. And she said, is, doesn't charge for lost Is there a cat. thing called a very good psychic? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you're, you're bordering on. Did you you're like, Sorry. Did you call Ace? No, Ventura? it's okay. Well, you know what's weird is so this this is a friend of a friend of mine, and this woman had helped my friend's ex find his cat, and his cat was literally in a field smoking cigarettes, and she yeah, and she helped him like trap it and get it back. So she's got a good reputation, but then the cat profiler was more helpful. That's another friend. <laughs> what friend did the, what did uh, the keep, keep going. I want to hear about you the You guys, cat I, gotta, I have to move forward for the cat profiler. Okay. Is uh, it like the guy on the TV show from the 90s, the profiler? No. <laughs> um, no. Nah. Right, continue. No. So this is another friend of a friend, and she actually lives in San Antonio, and she literally go to catprofiler.com. She I had this... Ex- <laughs> I, I, hope you, I really cats. hope you do. I don't do. have any cats, and I'm still going to find well, out. Well, you should. Um, you should definitely read about her. Uh, she is just like an expert in cat behavior, and she, she became that because like 20 years ago, one of her cats went missing, and she freaked out and she tried and did all the wrong things and then finally she just learned like, about cat behavior like cat. and think like a cat and what to do and all stuff and her cat eventually came back so there is a possibility my cat is a dead b off somewhere enjoying herself and will come back who knows but um for a long time like i'd borrowed this cat trap from this neighbor i met on next door <laughs> um, who owns 13 feral cats. He, wow. he feeds like 15, 13 to 15 feral cats. Wow. Because Don't spend too much time with that person. Continue your story. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, he's the nicest guy. I'm sure um, uh-huh. Very, very nice. i get you into the basement. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a murderer. No. I know. He sounds crazy, but he's really, really nice. Does he smell like cat litter? Because how could you not? No. Anyway, so, all right. So. I don't think so. Anyways, I tried like everything you could possibly imagine. I was literally like driving around my neighborhood. You guys... I'm, you're gonna, I'm gonna sound like a crazy person, and I embrace it. I was literally driving around my neighborhood. Like, if I saw another cat, I'd be like, "Hey, could you tell you show a picture? Tell Have you Lula seen this? Bell to come home." Like, I lost my mind. Wow! And I didn't realize how attached I was to this cat. And then I've just learned about cat behavior since then. Like, how cats just don't really. There's actually this great documentary on Netflix called The Lion in Your Living Room. And it's a Canadian documentary about cats. And it's awesome. <laughs> like 45 minutes long. But um, yeah, cats just don't. They don't Care. give a shit. They That's do not th- they just give a shit. They don't get attached. It's <laughs> not like dogs. But it's also. Let me know when I can have the floor because I'm going to help you well, out a lot. Real quick, it's like they have so the mad. most present mind ever. It's only the moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a exactly. Cat is like, if that's it. not there's a no lesson. There's no past, there's no future. It's just now, you know? And so they might be more evolved in that sense, not clinging to anything, not trying to hold on to anything. But also, and I haven't seen the documentary, and I'm not an expert on cat behavior, <laughs> and I'm only going off. Uh, I had a girlfriend who had a cat who died while we were together and stopped eating food and then went away. Uh, yeah. Because they don't, that's they, they, they want to die on their own. They want to die yeah. again. Also, kind of evolved in my opinion absolutely like, I'm not bothering you with this shit I'm just gonna go off and, and croak, I know what's you know? coming I'm gonna yeah, go take care of it I can sense it in my body or whatever but yeah. but that is my theory is that if your cat stopped eating the food but if you saw no again, I saw her, her and again, yeah. I found out that that other lion kitty's name according to Rob the guy who has 15 cats yeah and maybe Rob just named this other cat um, Chairman Meow Chairman Meow which is very appropriate for the way this uh, cat looks. And it's a terrifying uh, okay. looking cat. And the area, a little bit. What's that? Where you live? Mm-hmm. Are you outside? Where Where do you live? Are you live outside of Koreatown? Is that why he named it that? <laughs> no, 
I don't know why you need. No, I live at like Highland and Olympic. I don't know oh, why. Okay, you're over there. All right. I don't know so, why. So all right. So now here's here's what I. This is okay. my takeaway. Great. As, as I want to hear. I it. just I just while you were talking, I just became a licensed profiler. So <laughs> I went on the internet and, and got my license. So now. So amazing. guys, for all your profiling <laughs> needs, set up right It's amazing how quickly the internet you can, you can become licensed. So um, first off, Chairman Mao. Um, Meow. That's close enough. Great name. <laughs> But I know, that right? has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so here's, I just want to throw that right. out there. I just really like the fact that Chairman Meow is, is got a name. Yeah, it's a great name. That yeah. he doesn't even know or respond to because he's a cat. No. He does not give a shit. No, he does, he does not, not give care. a shit. He does not yeah. care. You could call him Chairman Middlefinger because he could give a rat's yeah. ass. Yeah. Literally, right. he could give a rat's ass because he probably killed one in the streets with his smash face. So, but he, here's the thing. <laughs> this is what I, my takeaway from this. Okay. Once the cat used to be feral. Yeah. And, um, um, Secondly, you said that, that the cat stopped eating food and she stopped showing interest in the food, but probably didn't. Usually when a cat stops eating, there would still be other like signs of illness. That means the cat was getting food from somewhere else and that and the cat is either being fed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you got some other people in the neighborhood that are cat fans. Oh god. So there's feral colonies in my neighborhood apparently. So it several. doesn't several. Yeah. So it doesn't take long for cats to to become to something else. And they're done with you. And now mm-hmm. your cat is probably still alive, but he is now feral again, and you are no longer whatever, whatever your food lady or whatever you were thing. Yeah, there's a that the, you, you he signed off basically yeah. logged off. He logged off your internet and mm-hmm. like and that cat or, or she, I'm sorry, That's is cool. now living another. Like cat, cats are wild by nature. Yeah, that that cat's just living exactly. A life. That's it. That that's I'm telling I, you. That's I, my I, takeaway. I hope that that's. I hope she's not dead. Well, eventually right. the cat will die. Oh, no, if the I cat know. lives on the streets, but I, I think there's I, a greater if, chance of. If I think that she's mortality. still alive, then maybe she'll. she'll I think end the cat. If, if you saw way. the cat doing that thing with its cat thing and it took off from you, that means your cat is more feral now than it is domestic. Yeah. Well, that is actually displaced cat behavior. That's displaced outdoor cat behavior to bolt when you. So they don't come like when you call for a dog yeah. that's run away. Cats don't do that. Right. They like actually bolt because they're in like fight or flight. Yeah. And it's like you hearing their name, it's like shining a spotlight on them. So that, that's what I learned from the cat profiler. Yeah. Okay. And you also did have a spotlight at the time? <laughs> no, I did not have it. Was dr- it was during the day. So I, I could just see her with my What's own. your cat's name? Lula Bell. Lula Bell. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's honestly, I listen to the story. That's my <sighs> takeaway. Now, here's the funny thing about that. I also know that there are some cats that finally eventually are like, you know, fuck it. I, I kind of have this I memory know. thing. And uh, I'm going to go, go back home. to this one area yeah. that it registers me, and the cat's just going to show up, and you're going to be like, seriously, what the fuck? No, I know. I know. Like, well, I li- thought, that literally could happen. I and I'm not trying to give happened. you hope. I'm just saying. No, it's just I... like, but that can happen. And you, sh- yeah. If it does happen, you have to look at it like the cat just went, all right, I'm just going to go back to that shit. And you, it's just like they yep. just don't care. I thought that happened two weeks ago. I was looking outside in my backyard, and I thought I saw her run across the very edge of the backyard. And I was like, what it's been like this was like 10 weeks in i'm like oh my god did she just show up and so i started putting food out and you guys i had gone to the lengths of getting a wildlife camera to put where i was putting food at another place no i i went full tilt crazy no that's cool Um, yeah uh and so you just just got pictures of chairman meow (laughs) i you know chairman meow never showed up where i was putting the food at this other location (laughs) two other locations i tried putting food um and had this wildlife camera out, and then she just didn't show up. And so then I did that for this one more, most recently, and um, I got a really good look at her. And it looks so much like my cat, but it's not, because uh-huh. my cat has this little, like, 
divot in its right ear. And this cat doesn't. But meanwhile, I have all this cat food, so I've been still putting food out for this cute little kitty cat. What so maybe it's a replacement cat. Maybe, yeah, or maybe you're getting a new cat. You may, and maybe she'll be, you know. It is L.A. What if your cat got plastic surgery, finally got that oh ear fixed? God, it's I always know. wanted to get fixed. That's what I should print work, because I got my ear fixed. That's right. I mean, you never know what's going on. He's a really cat cute lines. cat. No, you you're right. Uh, that was one theory. Maybe maybe Chairman Meow is is a is a kitty plastic <laughs> oh surgeon, God. and that's with all you you caught I them in the Chairman middle. Chairman Meow is a pimp. That's what I you think. You guys, I when this was all happening, this was like two days after she got missing. I went, um, Rob the the cat guy. He told me where Chairman Meow lived. I went to Chairman Meow's house. And I knocked on the door. And the Chairman Meow answered the door. <laughs> no. Just like Mr. Rogers He's Meow Meow. He's got a and a monocle in. He's this like, well, hello. I've been expecting you. This woman There's answers the door. And I'm like, hi. Um, this is going to sound so crazy because it is. Um, but do you have a cat? Um, like a, I described it because I'm like, I don't know if actually... The name she, is, yeah, I don't know right. if Rob named this cat because Rob also, by the way, had taken the liberty of trapping Chairman Meow and going to get him fixed and then putting him back where he found him. Rob stole your cat. Rob has the no, cat. No, Rob, Rob is doing the good work. Rob has the Rob cat. Rob is doing the good How work. How many movies have you seen? <laughs> This Rob is all the going John to end. Casey of cats. This is <laughs> no. all going to end with Rob has the cat, and the cat's going to have like some sort of wig on, and it's like it's going to have it's going to wow. it's going to be calling it something different. I'm telling you, Rob has the cat. I just solved this crime. That's <laughs> a crime. I just I just it I just earned. It's a crime. Earned, it's a crime of away. my heart. I just earned crime. my new profiler certificate no, badge. You already, you already earned that for thirty five dollars in <laughs> a proof of purchase. Rob has the cat, man. I'm telling you, somewhere in Rob, if Rob's doing too much, Rob's too busy. Yeah, what is does Rob not have a job? I think Rob does have a job. Doesn't but matter. But he's very dedicated. He was like, I don't have kids. These cats are my kids. Like he's very okay. dedicated. Rob to has the cats. cats. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Rob is doing the good work. No, I think he's doing the good work. I've I feel like I've met him enough times that I'm like he's he's. Have a- you done a full scout of Rob's house? No. Getting down in the old cellar, with a knife. Getting the old crawl space <laughs> with a flashlight. No. Check it out. I mean, he only has only like a couple of his cats are indoors. The, mo- the rest of them are yeah. outdoor cats, There's and they just c- come for feeding time. Right. And he's like one. looking out. He's looking out for me, you know. Yeah. You go into that house, but you do it at the buddy system. Well, what the what you anyways, and two other people. You go in the house, you and two other people. I think safety buddy system. I don't feel unsafe with Rob. I feel really safe with Rob. You because you haven't been in. The door has not closed behind you. Buddy system. If you go, it's buddy system. And Rob is not your buddy. Has to be another buddy. So the lady was like. No cat Take by her. that description lives here. So she didn't say, I don't have any cats. No, she, she has. Said, I had seen her other two cats that were on the porch. She And she's very, like, hands-off. She's like, oh, they just come around, and I just put food out for them. I don't think she's even gotten her cat spayed, which okay. is not cool. But anyway, she was like, no, I've never seen a cat like that. I was like, oh, my God, Chairman Meow has no home. Yeah, but he's a feral maker, it sounds like. He's a hobo. He's a, <laughs> he's a hobo, hobo cat. Hobo kitty. And he has taken Lulabelle... They're hopping, they're riding the rails. They got a little stick with a uh, a big bandana tied on the end of it. Uh, Seriously. Big city. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, I'm so sorry. Then a couple weeks ago, out of the blue, some random person calls me. I was like, hi, I just saw your poster. By the way, my posters have been up since the beginning of January. That's okay. Whatever Um, it takes. It's okay. 
She's like, I just saw your poster. Um, I saw a dead cat. Two, oh, great. Thanks for that story. Two months ago. Two months ago on the corner of this and this street. And I kind of looked like your cat. And I just wanted to call because I'm like, you don't have a picture of this cat. Well, first there's of all, no who's record. taking pictures of dead cats? Well, true. But, but like, there's no, how am I going to know if that was my cat or not? There was Rob one. Does. Oh my God. There was one night where someone had posted on Nextdoor. You guys know about Nextdoor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's kind of a nightmare. No, it's terrible. Also known as, have you guys seen that coyote? Beat up. Oh, I know. It's terrible. But this one guy had posted on, 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 when it was really raining, like a few weeks ago, you know, in LA, he was like, "Um, hey, uh, I don't know if this is anybody's cat, but I found this dead waterlogged cat. Um, thanks, you know, for, thanks for the waterlogged description. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know, if that's my cat. I want to know. Yeah. So I reached out to him, and then he ended up texting me pictures picture. of this dead waterlogged cat. And I was like, I can't tell if it's my cat. Um, he's like, Well, do you want to come over? So I was like, Sure. So there I am. Uh, it's like Monday night at 10 p.m. Did he do the pouring, blanket? Did, did he do the blanket thing? And like, did he pull back a curtain? Pouring and then you... rain. I'm standing under the lip of a garage of the sweet older gentleman from Australia named Dale while he is like taking apart two layers of plastic bags to show me this dead waterlogged cat that was not mine. Uh, but I'm like, I have lost my fucking mind. Were you backlit during that scene? Well, no, I mean... <laughs> no, I think it was... Well, was there like a, a street lamp coming through, like a beam? <laughs> no, a street... it was set back. Because it sounds it, so it dramatic. It's so dramatic. But I mean, guys, I, it was I, just... I think you're right. You do want to know. It would stop you. I know, but I've lost and... my mind, John. I'm a crazy person. As know. a profiler, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that, that I'm going to agree with both things. You have both lost <laughs> your mind and you have the right to know. But that being said, um, only time will tell. We'll give right. you your answer. Well, I, I and did you may never officially get your give answer. up okay. after I saw on the camera. So you're not going to go visit any more dead, bo- dead cat bodies? Well, well I can't say I wouldn't. Okay, then you if haven't given like up. If it looked like my cat. Then you haven't given up. If you're going to go, if you're going to continue to go stare at animal corpses, you have not given up. <laughs> but also, like... You First know, off, who's collecting those? That, that, Other than Rob. Uh, that's weird, yeah. Is but Rob going to listen to this? <laughs> no. I don't think so. And Rob is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, be- I believe you. I believe you. I just... Buddy I be- system. By not- Never. Okay, he may be... Right, John? Would you agree with the buddy system? She I can't go into Rob's, go to Rob's house, house alone. I, I did go to friend. his apartment, and I, he gave me the cat trap, so I was, like, in the little entryway. Did you keep your foot, like, outside the door? I think he might he was very buff, like a pretty sure gay man. Two in shape, a little two in shape. Yeah, that, that is, kind of okay. like I'm going to live forever in shape. Again, with, with, without having to, shape. With, yes. without having to uh, um, reference my um, my profiler pamphlet that I just got from my oh. new job. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that that part of it has nothing to do with it. I'm more concerned about Rob's knowledge of cats and cat catching and the amount of cats that he has and all those kinds of things and his obsession and love. Remember we were talking about earlier. But everybody has their addiction. Yeah, and that's just Rob's and that's addiction Rob's. is cats. Yeah, but it's so, healthy because he's like getting them spayed and neutered. He's feeding. But these what if he cats. never feels like he has enough cats, as a profiler would say? I know. I think he does because he's been having. He had to like pay for all this stuff for this one cat that got really sick. He's like, I'm really stretched thin. Does Rob like, look like a cat? Dude, no, he looks more like a bulldog. Interesting. I was once yeah. uh, on a show on YouTube Red <laughs> called Liza on Demand. Oh my god! I just auditioned for that. Oh really? Uh, like a week or season? two ago. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. I was in changing so subjects. Well, no, that's I was, awesome. I was on episode three or four, whatever, and my character uh, was named Catman. 
No way. And I basically they're trying to. She's a task rabbit type person, and she's doing chores for people. And like, mm-hmm. I end up like trying to. She she tries to go put someone's cat down, who didn't want it to wanted the cat put down. So I see the cat in a car. I take the cat out of the car because I'm I rescue cats. Like my character's covered in cat hair. Oh my god, it's very awesome. Uh, and they called me the Cat Man. My license plate says Cat Man. That's great. Anyway, that's wow. my knowledge of cats. All I right. played a guy who Is that Eliza Schlesinger's show or something? Is no, it? no, uh, it's called no. Eliza On Demand. She's it's like a, early 20s. Yeah, or it's this, yeah, she had a YouTube channel and uh, then it got picked up into this cat oh, thief show. that's cool. So anyway, I hope the cat shows up, but I, I, I just want you to know that first off, you had the cat for what, eight years? Mm-hmm. Good life. Yeah. That's always how you got to look at yeah. it. Good life together. You guys had some good times together. If you yeah. guys ever catch up in the future... The cat will give you a little nod and then take off the chairman meow. Oh, God. And that's but not giving up hope and you not knowing the cat's out there somewhere just living its best possible It could life. be, or it could be dead. Yeah. Th- I, I, I would like to have an ending to the story. Right now, the ending could be that I have just gotten a replacement cat that looks a lot like Lulabelle. Lulabelle. True. That could be the but ending. But I've got to be honest with you, where I live... Lulabelle. <gasps> See? Oh my God! I well, think that's what it's going to be called. Bam. We'll leave it at this. That's I, 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 so I will, good. John. I will tell you that where I live, if a cat goes missing, it's dead because there's too many coyotes around here. Right. Where you are, just the area that you're in, that's not that's not a guarantee. That there are most a couple likely, coyotes, but, but not my enough. cat is also very discretionary. She's yeah. like, yeah, she knows the streets, so yeah. she is not like going out and being adventurous and getting in. So we'll, we'll end this part of the story or, or, or the show however you want to do it with with um, uh, an uplifting story about cats you got to find the YouTube videos of the guy with the cat with the weird eyes have you seen those videos no. ma, ma that cat's out there again you got the weird eyes ma get the fuck out of here cat you're freaking us out with the weird eyes and the cat's just sitting there just staring at me he's like ma Oh, that fucking that, cat's back is that again. In Chicago? I don't know, but I gotta wow. find them. It is the funny. I think I sent it. I may have sent it to you. I'll find it. It's it's it. There's two. There's two of them, and I don't know if they're real or not. But the cat does have weird eyes, and the guy just won't stop calling his ma. And then one time he's like, "Ma, that fuck cat's up in the window with the fucking eyes, ma!" And it's just, oh my god, I cannot stop. There's That's also, so if you really like cats, there's a free TV app called Pluto TV. You can go on there. They have a channel that just shows mystery science theater. They have a channel that just shows riff tracks. They have a channel that just shows comedy. They have a channel that just shows cat videos. Oh, my God. It's literally cat videos. I caught myself watching it for like two hours the other day, and I was just <laughs> no like laughing. Was the like, one cat video I'll never understand is Cats Afraid of ca- Cucumber Thing. I never Have you ever oh, seen that they video? they think no. it's a snake. Is that what it is? They think it's oh, a snake. really? Oh. If you put a cucumber behind a cat, and the cat turns around and sees it, the people have had to stop doing that because it's scaring cats to death. Oh, like, oh it, no, it, that's like, terrible. It, they, it really scares the shit out of them. They jump, they jump like, you know, feet into the air. It's crazy. Yeah. Because they think it's like a, a, a snake. They're, whatever they perceive a cucumber, it looks like a snake to them. Oh, so my God. So don't put any cucumbers anywhere near the cats. I, I mean, you I, can if you're holding I, it. I didn't have the instinct thing, to do that in the first place. And don't put a cucumber anywhere near Rob. He may also think it's a snake. Rob if he's too much of a cat. He is. He's morphing into a cat. Rob, poor Rob. Well, you want to do lightning round real quick? Oh yeah, sorry, we're gonna do lightning oh, round. Oh, okay. Right, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just, just to kind of like go back to cover your favorite thing about Dallas, Texas. You have to have at least something, even now that you don't live there, even though you didn't like it. What oh would God, be one my thing? Favorite thing, um, it's wide open spaces. 
and meaning. Oh, you're quoting a song. I am, but it's true. It's like the sky is so big there. Okay. Um, the sunset's really beautiful. I love the rain and spring. It's just amazing. Thunderstorms. Mm, love so it. that's the one different thing that you had. Your favorite thing that you did when you lived in Boulder, Colorado. Did you have? Did you like doing hiking? Did you do did anything that that yeah, was unique hiking. to where you were? That right. You I see what you're saying. Um, were you big into music? Was there anything that that culture that you that you look back? If you ever look back on your life, concerts. <laughs> yeah. This, did you see the samples? The uh, oh um, my god, so funny. Um, uh, oh gosh, I I guess the nature aspect of as I I think I miss that in Dallas because Dallas is very manicured. Yeah. So to be in a place where there's all that natural beauty, I literally I would wake up every single day, and I felt this way in San Francisco too. And I would open my window and just be like. <sighs> like the flat irons, and then also like yeah. San Francisco, the rolling hills and the fog. I, I call my parents all the time. I'm like, thank you so much for sending me here. It's so beautiful, <laughs> you know. Nice. Yeah. Your first print model job you ever got, what was it? It was for a, um, I believe it was for a uh, um, computer program. And what did you have to do in it? Oh, I literally just stood there and smiled. And it, the <laughs> package, it was like a box of my face. Whatever it was inside, uh, yeah. I don't even know. Some and kind do you of have a copy? Yes. Do you do you get copies? Did you get? Do you try to get copies of every all your work? I think I might still have a copy of that. That your I just portfolio uh, copy. Well, I also, yeah. don't your parents want to see that stuff? Yeah, my parents did were you, really excited about that. That, that. that was going to yeah. be my next question. What was the one thing that you did that you couldn't wait to talk to your parents about, or they were most excited about that you did? Oh my gosh, these are such good questions that I don't know the answer to. Do you ever remember being on the phone <gasps> with them and, and like being excited talking about something that they saw or that you did? I think it's fun fun when I've done commercials and they can see and then show their friends. They run stuff. a lot and you're like, hey. yeah. Did they see the first commercial? Yeah. So it was a national thing so they could mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. And and do you remember talking to them about it? Or did they call you? I don't they remember get giddy? talking to them about so it. So you don't remember? Do they get giddy about that kind of stuff? I think they got excited about it, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They're, they're very supportive and sweet people. Right. Yeah. In your early days, if you when you look back on your decision to go to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. what do you remember about your early days here that you found so fascinating about this city? Because a lot of people like to bag on this city, and as time goes by, it's mm. busy, it's dirty, it's this, right. it's that. But what 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 were the things that you found most attractive about it when you first got here that you really enjoyed and you were glad that you I were here? I always loved L.A., and I still really love it. Um, and... I got. I remember just getting lost all the time when I first moved here. I just like it was so bit humongous that I just took me a, like really long time to understand where I was ever. Um, but I what I love about LA is that you're never seen all of it. Like there's always a new place to explore and um, and I also love the nature is so accessible because I'm just a big nature person. I kind of grew up in the summers in Maine um, a lot because when I was living in Boston, my parents bought a house there um, when I was born and. Because we thought we, but we ended up spending all our summers there, and so um, yeah, nature's always been, and just that access to it and hiking and all that kind of stuff has always been important. And do you still keep in touch with all the people that you first traveled with early on in your life? That to your place when you, we believe you met in Colorado, that you went to San Francisco with. You, mm -hmm. We already talked about you. You still talk to your friend back in mm -hmm. Dallas. Do you still keep in? Has it been? It, it, do you keep in touch with most of those people mm -hmm. of those key points in your life? Do you guys still yeah. keep in touch? Yep. And are sure you do. the only one that stayed true to the course? Did everybody else kind of eventually fall into somewhere else? 
Um, well, we all, I think, did different things in the first place. So, so it wasn't like a groove. You were like, we're going to go no, act. No, it wasn't like that at all. They Not did, until they, did they get to where they wanted to be, as far as you know, for the most part? Um, yeah, I think so. It kind of just depends, you know, different for each person. But, yeah. and yeah, different paths and, you know. Finding that, thinking they want to do one thing, finding out they want to yeah, do Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Everyone's I feel like pretty much most happy. of my friends are pretty happy with what they're doing. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Are yeah. you happy with what you're doing? I am. I am. But I, yeah, I'm so curious about like the stand up stuff. And I wanted to ask, maybe not now, but <laughs> ask you guys like you're because you've been doing it a lot longer than me and like what you're. You'll end up in a basement doing podcasts. Journey. Okay. So That's me. good to know. The road to <laughs> the Well, this has been so much fun. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you well, guys good. so thank much for so having much for, uh, me. Yeah, thank well, you. Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for making it. It's the been drive a joy. Over. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you got coming up? Well, the Stand Up When show, um, Game of Thrones, is, is Friday, April 26th. April 26th. If you're in the uh, Los Angeles area, Hollywood Improv, in the lab, yes. probably around 7.30, 8 o'clock. Yeah, I think 8 o'clock. Yeah. And then I also have the next Survive show is the 18th. on April 18th. And where is that located? The Lyric Hyperion. It's a nice theater. It's yeah. Over on yeah, I really uh, like that space. Yeah, it's great. A lot. Uh, but guys, uh, I, I I highly recommend both both those shows. But if you can get out to the stand up when Game of Thrones, oh, yeah, completely worth your time. Uh, super funny. They should live stream that show. <gasps> yeah, she's trying people. to sell it as a TV show, yeah. which I think she really. I hope she has. Success I mean, even if that, it's just straight up stand up doing that, you know what I yeah. mean? Like um, maybe a, a sketch or whatever in there with. John's all trying to get his way on as a writer producer show. right totally. now. I can make produce it, guys. Oh my God. I use my resume. Uh, <laughs> she, she would love that. <laughs> I will profile it with my new account. <laughs> oh, hey, you deal with cats, bro. We'll, <laughs> no. we'll take care of. Tell Start them. with there, cats. There will be cats in the show, <laughs> so I will have to profile cats. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much uh, for <laughs> thank coming on. Thank you, guys. It was a real pleasure. Sorry, I keep cutting you off when you're like you're trying to say thank you, and I'm like. No talking problem. over you. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>